across the UK, online and on DAB. A new kind of talk radio. We'll get you talking. Talk radio. When it's working for you, it's a beautiful business. And when it ain't, it sucks. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Ash. Um, we've got the Samaritans on after 10. Do stick around. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Hi there, nice to be with you. Happy you could stick around. Like to introduce Legs Larry Smith, drums. And Sam Spoon's rhythm pole. And Vern Dudley Bohe Noel, bass guitar. And Neil Innes, piano. Come in, Rodney Slater on the saxophone. With Roger Ruskin Spear on tenor sax. Hi, Vivian Stanchel, trumpet. Big hello to Big John Wayne, xylophone. And Robert Morley, guitar. Billy Butlin, spoons. And looking very relaxed, Adolf Hitler on vibes. Nice. Princess Anne on sousaphone. Introducing Liberace clarinet. With Garner Ted Armstrong on vocals. Lord Snooty and his pals tap dancing. In the groove with Harold Wilson violin. And Franklin McCormack on harmonica. Over there, Eric Clapton, ukulele. Hi, Eric. On my left, Sir Kenneth Park, bass sax. Great honor, sir. Especially flown in for us, the Sessions Gorilla on Vox Humana. Nice to see Incredible Shrinking Man on Euphonium. Drop out with Peter Scott on Duck Call. Gary from you later, Casanova on horn. Yeah, digging General de Gaulle on accordion. Really wild, General. Thank you, sir. Roy Rogers on trigger. Tune in Wild Man of Borneo on bongos. Count Basie Orchestra on triangle. Thank you. Great to hear the Rawlinsons on trombone. Back from his recent operation, Dan Drop, hot. And representing the flower people, Quasimodo on bells. Wonderful to hear Brainiac on banjo. We welcome Baldunicans himself. Very appealing, Max Jaffer. Mmm, that's nice, Max. What a team, Zebra Kid and Horace Bachelor on percussion. A great favorite and a wonderful performer, all of us here, Jay Arthur Rank on Gone. So, about, I don't know, a month ago, something like that, we took a very angry and bitter phone call. Some of you will remember it, a guy called, well, a guy calling himself Andy. We cottoned on pretty quickly. It wasn't his real name. And, um, oh, here come the bonzos. We've had enough bonzos for the moment. Um, we realised it wasn't his name, and I worked out who he was pretty sharpish, and then lots of people got in touch and said, oh, I think this is such and such. We went, yes, yes, it was. Um, but 
the points he made um, really resonated with a lot of you. Now, if, if you're new to the show, this is kind of one of those places where I'm quite happy to sit here and talk about um, my depression and my mental health and how it's affected me and how it is, is still affecting me. I've had a tough day with it today. Um, and a lot of you have found that useful. A lot of you have found it... Um, um, uh, I'm trying to find a word that, that I don't know. A lot of you have found me talking about my stuff useful for you because it means that you, you, you kind of not felt alone and you have been able to kind of phone in and share your stuff. That's not the reason I'm doing it. I'm doing it because it helps me and stops me, you know, doing silly things. Anyway, this Andy called in and was um, was very angry and very um, ill-informed about suicide, about mental health, and about um, just how painful actually existing can be. Have a little listen to this. I think I have the right, as a person listening to a show and hearing a distressed presenter who clearly is paying far too much attention to social media, switch it off, ignore it, do your show, and leave it. Why do you have to get into these constant rows? Well, hang on, you're getting in a... Andy, Andy, you're getting in a row with me. So why don't you switch off the show and leave it? Because it's a show. The difference is, and your twi- show is a show. I think you're taking it home with you. You should be right. leaving it. You well, should be leaving it at one o'clock. Andy, thanks for your concern, but I, I will, I yeah, will exactly. leave... Now you're going to cut me off because you don't No, I'm not. My hand isn't anywhere near the you fader. You talk about this. That's fine. Andy? You go home and be miserable. You uh, sound uh, to me like uh, a man who could kill himself, and that seriously worries me. Right. You should Hello? be doing this show for fun. It should be entertaining No, 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 no. It's, it's a job, mate. It's a job. I pity you. I'm I on genuinely the... <laughs> pity you. I think you should be living the life of Riley. You've got a great gig. Okay. You should have an amazing life with those children. I do have an amazing life with the children. Allowing it to bring you down. You should be having a wonderful life. Andy, I take it you don't that. understand. You don't understand how mental illness works. I do actually. I yeah, don't think you do you actually. That, but actually, I do understand. Well, you, well, it. well obviously, you don't because you. you're, you're saying is you, you, you're, I'm allowing it to bring me down because I have chemical imbalance in my head that tells me I am worthless. That tells me everything I do is pointless. That screams at me. It shouts at me to jump off a building. I have an illness. It's an illness. Why don't you go and tell someone with cancer to get out of bed and go for a walk? Why don't you tell someone with a broken leg to start jumping? around why don't you You tell someone who's got leukemia not to worry about that just go out and play a game of football because they're sick andy it's an illness but the difference is, is like me giving a smoker another packet of cigarettes. No, it's you not. You seem to feed off this that's, negativity that's from enough. social that's media. Enough. That's that... enough. That's enough. That was uh, uh, Andy uh, calling in. Um, and I'm really glad he called in, actually. I'm really glad he called in because it gave me a boot up my backside. Because we, for, for ages and ages, we've been wanting to get someone from um, the Samaritans on the show and a combination of andy's phone call and 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 proof that there are still people out there who are are, are, you know are not as well informed about suicide and um uh depression and and mental health and just the desperation that 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 can reach that can touch all of us whether we're mentally ill or not uh the combination of that and also me and kath got invited to a do there was free food and drink of course we're gonna go uh, and it was up BT Tower, which I've always wanted to go to, and it was hosted by the Samaritans. And we went and we spoke to um, several people, and we heard several people talk 
who had um, used the Samaritans, who'd raised money for the Samaritans. And I've said this before, that I've called the Samaritans. I've called the Samaritans. I have been in, um, and I feel a little bit embarrassed and a little bit ashamed saying it, but, you know, that's my thing, man. Um, I have used the Samaritans when I have felt so low and so desperate that, the other option was to go into the woods with a bit of rope and i don't say that i don't say that lightly i don't i'm not you know that's not a joke that that was you know there have been times in my life when that has been an actual oh that's a possible option um and i've called the samaritans and for me the samaritans what they have done for me and if you listen we're not going to do a completely heavy show tonight don't worry guys but if you've had experience with the samaritans and you feel up to sharing that you're more than welcome to. And if you've got any questions, we've got a guest coming up. If you've got any questions for our guest, um, who I'll bring in on in a minute, I'm talking a bit longer than I expected, then I'm sure he'll take them. But um, for me, the Samaritans are just like, they're just like squeezing a spot. You know, you've got a spot and there's that pressure and it's painful. Just squeezing that spot just releases the pressure. And it just, I can sit on the phone for 40 minutes with a complete stranger, give whatever name I want to give, say whatever I want to say, cry if I want, say nothing if I want. And it just releases that pressure ever so slightly so when i put the phone down i may still feel lousy but the option of you know doing whatever it was i may have been considering doing has gone for that moment for that moment oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand um i'm really pleased that we've got um james jopling on who is the executive director you're now you're 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 the executive director of samaritan scotland aren't you james yes Thank you very much for for joining me this evening. Sorry, I went. I, this is the thing you'll find out, James. I'll I'll t- I can talk for England, and I, I was banging on longer than I meant. But really good to talk to you. Can I ask how did you get involved with the Samaritans? Um, it's an organisation I've known about for years and respected hugely. And the chance came up to kind of join them last year, and I can I guess I was conscious of if nothing else that men as a generously described being in their middle years, which I believe both you and I are. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> are at the highest risk of, of any part, any age in the population of taking their own life. And so it kind of rang true for me. And it's, uh, and I think on top of that, the more I've learned about the organisation, the more remarkable it is, a service entirely provided by volunteers mm. who are there right now, up and down the country, dealing with calls and emails from people who are struggling in situations like the one you've described. And, and you can't not but feel how important that is, mm. what a critical service it is to be able to talk, not be judged, uh, not get advice, just have someone listen. It's incredibly important. So the more we can do to make sure people who need to use it can, then that's, that's got to be a good thing. The thing that people, some people, I think, struggle to understand is w- w- something you just said there. They don't give advice. And that is weird, isn't it? Because we often think we're phoning up someone because we're at our lowest, you know, for whatever reason. Um... It, 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 it may surprise some people that it's not advice that the Samaritans are there to give. Well, we're really there as a service for people who are struggling, not just those who are suicidal, but whatever thoughts are giving you cause for pain and grief that you need to share with someone. If you don't feel you can do that with family and friends for whatever reason, then the Samaritans are there as an anonymous, confidential service for you to share that stuff before it builds up too much. Because mm. um, we can let things get to us, gnarl at us, get stuck in our minds, and, we, and we're not quite sure where to share them. And, you know, it, it is probably in today's society, we might feel that more than other times 
Um, so knowing that there's a number you can call for free at any time of the day and night, I think is really important for a lot of people. And one one six one two three is the number. We'll give it out again, and I'll tweet it again in a, in, in a bit. But you're right; it right. is free. Um, James, just briefly, can you give me the brief? history of the Samaritans. I remember years and years ago, when I was about 14, we had a woman um, come into the school, a volunteer, uh, uh, and, and she gave a talk about the Samaritans, and all I can remember from that talk is a guy called, is it Chad Farah? Chad Farah, nearly right, that's, yeah. That's, that's, uh, well, I, do, do you know the kind of history, how he, yeah, yeah. How he came up with it? Um, he was a, a minister in London, and um, he had to, uh, what if you do at a funeral, administer the funeral of a young girl who had taken her own life because she'd had her first period and no one had told her what was happening and she freaked out killed herself and at that time suicide was still a criminal offense so Mm. she was buried it was an unconsecrated grave outside the confines of the church and he thought at that time this is plain wrong that people in crisis and and who might be suffering and, and need someone to talk to don't have anywhere to turn so uh, it was actually yesterday was, was the 63rd anniversary of that first ever call that was Gosh. taken. And from there, groups of people got together up and down the country, in Liverpool, in Edinburgh, and then now 201 different places in England, um, Ireland, Scotland and Wales, um, to take calls, to be there for people who are in crisis and distress and don't feel they have anyone else to turn to. And, and, and another important thing to stress, because I think there are lots of misconceptions. You mentioned he was a minister, and of course we know about the Samaritans yeah. as the Good Samaritans, but it's not a religious organisation, is it? Absolutely not. Um, I mean, yeah, that term is, is used quite frequently in terms of Good Samaritans, yeah. as you say, but, uh, and it did have its, its origins in, in, you know, someone who was of the church, but, but now branches are in buildings up and down the country, and Samaritans are people just like you and me. Um. Let's get some numbers out of the way, because I think it's really important. Um, it is uh, men of a certain age, isn't it, are, are most... Th- suicide is the biggest killer. Is it men of 25 to 45? Well, it's the single biggest cause of death of young people from 20 to 34. Right. Blimey. It's the single biggest cause of death of men under 50. And I, I, It's one of those things that I, you know, being involved in the organisation, I read now and then, but mm. every now and then I have to pause and realise what that's actually saying. The single biggest cause of death of men under 50 is suicide. Um, and that, that has a massive impact, not just, you know, on those close to those people, but their friends, families, communities can be rocked by suicides when they happen because they can often be out of the blue. Mm. And, and, and people are feeling guilty, ashamed that they didn't do more. Should I have asked? Should I have known? I mean, suicides have, a, you know, a, a really devastating impact on families. That's interesting you mentioned that, um, it, the, the impact on, on friends and families. There must be a lot, I make up, there is a lot of guilt that, that you know, those left kind of feel about, oh, why didn't he say something? She, she seemed so happy at home. And, and it is, people take their lives not because they're, you know, they're walking around crying every day. It's not, it, it, it can be a very well hidden, you know, the torment can be very well hidden, can't it? Yeah, I mean, there, there are lots and lots of reasons why people can ultimately take their own life, and it can be one of those things, five of those things, ten of those things, or none of those things. It, it, and that's why sometimes it can present as something that feels like quite difficult to challenge because a 
of the range of reasons that might contribute. But it, Samaritans, we believe absolutely it's not inevitable. Mm. It is preventable. Samaritans is part of, of helping people who are at the kind of points you described earlier. Um, but there's lots of other things that play a role too. Um, so there is absolutely more we can do. And it, it does feel a bit like maybe our attitudes were towards cancer 40 or 50 years ago with the big c oh god we never we we never mentioned cancer did we i remember a kid someone a a friend of my family died and it was all he died of cancer it was all whispered it was very strange wasn't it you're right yeah and people's attitudes i think i think it's certainly and you said it earlier in the last two three four years i think attitudes to mental health and mental health conditions are changing but i still think people feel it's an uncomfortable and difficult topic for all the reasons you said and and we shouldn't feel shame and guilt about it because if people can talk about those concerns that they have then that is a way of releasing that pressure valve that you described earlier and that's that again it is the biggest suicide is the biggest killer of men under 50 i don't think we can say that enough because um it doesn't sound it doesn't sound right you know it's such an odd sentence and you know obviously we put money into stopping people smoking and stopping people help cut down on their drinking and stuff but it 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 kind of feels like we don't really address the issue of suicide no i i think you're right and and i mean it's not it's clearly not only men who take their own life yeah there are certain things that men you know we know for a fact that men struggle when their relationships break down because often the person they've trusted has been their partner Mm. we know that men these days struggle without it sounding a bit too trite, about what being a man is. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, what does being masculine mean? If you look at the kind of portrayals of men in sport and you look at the pressure that maybe is put on kids to not be sissy and don't cry mm. and don't be a bit silly about stuff, we're kind of creating a role of, of masculinity that's, that if you can't live up to it or you simply don't want to or it's, it's just it's not the right definition, mm. but it can really put pressure on us all to think, why am I? Why am I here? And what am I doing for it? And what if I've let people down? Or what if I've lost my job or my relationships fallen down? Who actually am I going to turn to and talk to? Now we can all struggle with those things, regardless of what gender we are. But men seem to find it just a bit more difficult sometimes. Um, we we spoke briefly before a couple of hours ago, and I, I there was a stat I'd heard, and I got it wrong. I said that Samaritans get a call every six minutes, and you corrected me. Went, oh no 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 no, it's a call every six seconds. I mean, it's about, we contacted something like 5.4 million times oh, a year yeah. um, across the UK and Ireland, um, all times of the day and night, increasingly now by people using email. I mean, it's still at the heart of what we do is a human connection, mm. you know, and the conversation you, we're having, the conversation you have with other listeners, that, that's what connects us to humanity and society. And I think that's why what the core of Samaritans doing is listening and really listening and then asking open questions back again and, and uncovering the layers of the onion of the problem that you're facing mm. is so critical because that's about, it's about why we're here. It's about being humans, connecting with other humans. And also, if, if anyone, because I know that some people are worried that, um, you know, being desperate or being in pain might impact on their jobs or relationships. The numbers aren't traced. You can give any name you want. You can say you're, you, you can kind of, you know, you can, you can disguise yourself if you, if you feel that would make it more comfortable to call, can't you? Yeah. All the numbers are encrypted. It's entirely confidential and anonymous service. And, and the way the system works now is if you dial 116123, which is 
free to call from your phone. It doesn't appear on your home phone bill. You can call it from your mobile with no credit, walk into a phone box and do it without putting the money in. You can do all of those things and contact us, and you'll get through to the Samaritan who happens to be waiting the longest. They could be in Aberystwyth, Aberdeen, Cornwall. They, they have no need or care of who you are. They're simply there to listen to you. Uh, James, let me just go bring Angela into the conversation. Evening, Angela. Evening, Ian. Hello, Thank Angela. Thanks for having me on the show. No, th- th- thank you very before. much. No, we haven't, have we? What have you called in for, Angela? Um, it's just it's interesting. Sorry, it's echoing. Um, I have physical depression um, due to my hip and back mm. and everything else, and my mental health really dropped today, and I don't know why. It dropped today? Yeah, it just really dropped. You know, when, when people... Yeah. Like, it's just really bad. How do I you cope? Uh, how do you cope when it gets really bad? I, I snap, and I don't mean to. Yeah. I, I snap on the best friends. They, they understand because they've all got it, but it's just... They're just snapped today. You snapped? Mm. Um, yeah... It's easily done, isn't it? I, I, yeah. I, I, uh, I try and stay away from my kids when I'm, I'm feeling love because I know that they will get the brunt of it and it's unfair on them. Um, have you ever called the Samaritans, Angela? Yeah, I have. A few times. I've been very helpful. Well, I mean, don't tell us, any, you know, don't tell us anything that was said. You know, keep your, you, that's obviously private between you. But how, how did it help you? It stopped me from going through something. No, it was in a bit of a bad way last year, but I sorted that out, but it was in a bad way. I know, I'm, re- I'm, so, I'm so pleased to hear that, that, that call, those calls were useful. Um, you know, and, and you know from experience, Samaritans are there for as long as you need. They'll stay on the phone with people who call for, you know, as long as that conversation takes and as long as it, it's having a benefit and, and supporting that person, they'll do it. And that's what we're here for. Thousands of volunteers are there trained to listen to you when you're, you're struggling, as it, you know, as it sounds like you are sometimes. Uh, and Angela, did you feel the first time you called them? Yeah. The first time I called them, I felt silly. I felt I really silly. Isn't that funny? I felt really silly thinking, hang on a minute. I'm, you know, I've got, I'm all right. I've got a few quid in the bank. I'm, I'm, I'm working. On the outside, I look quite successful. And yet, I'm dialing this number. I, I remember I pulled over into a lay-by. I, I'm dialing this number to talk to a stranger to cry down the phone. And I felt silly. I felt silly at first. But when when I've listened to you, if you see shows, your personality is the same as mine. Mm. It, it comes out in a different way. It, it, it's, um... How do, we, how do I put it? Um... I can't say the radio, but my partner knows what I, what I mean. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, it comes out flamboyant, and we have to hide it. Yeah, it, it's that way, crying because I, I do and, listen to people's voices. And when you'd finished the phone call, yeah. this is a really tough question. You might not be able to answer it. How did you feel? You said you rang them three times. How did you feel after the end of the phone calls when you put the phone down? I felt a little bit better because yeah. um, I've lost a lot of family uh, this year and a best friend and uh, ten years ago, and it really affected me, and it still does. Angela, I'm really glad you called in tonight. Yeah, Thank you so much. Fantastic. Thank you for calling. Thank you, Angela. Thanks, uh, James, can I ask a question? Cause my my mum was a was um, a Samaritan for mm-hmm. for a couple of years, and then she got okay. Ill, Ill herself, and she kind of mm-hmm. had to stop. I'm sorry. Um, but wh- what? What help do the Samaritans get? Because they must hear everything. Anything you can imagine, they must get. And that's um, that's a tough burden to carry. How do, how do they get helped? Yeah, it, it, 
a good question. I mean, and only last week I sat down with a, a volunteer in Edinburgh who um, has been volunteering for 41 years. So in that time, he's probably done he's done a shift of three, four, five hours a week. Every week, he's done nine or ten night shifts a year in that time. So mm. night shifts can be anything from like 11 o'clock at night to five in the morning. Yeah. For a lot of that chunk, chunk of time, he was working. Um, you know, it, it's a different service than it was back in the day when, when you know, people kind of set these set Samaritans up and, and took calls as they came into their local branch. Mm. Now, the way it works is much more that you, when you're on shift, you're taking calls all the time. What we do is uh, people always do their shifts in twos. So there's someone in, in that branch, wherever they might be, if it's Kakodi or London or Edinburgh, and they'll have someone there to support them. And then at the end of a shift, they'll, they'll kind of what's called a debrief. So they'll chat through the calls they've had with another more experienced volunteer just to make sure that they're feeling okay about stuff. Because, you know, if you've done that, some people will do night shifts, I mean, and go off, have a nap, and then go off to work, mm. or they'll have worked late that night before. So, mm. you know, we're very mindful of the, of the, the pressures that can put on Samaritans. But just briefly, one of the best stories I, I heard when I just started, I went to the Edinburgh branch just to kind of meet the volunteers there, and they said, at the end of the, the telling me about it, they said, the thing is, um, we don't actually know where the key is, because for 24 years in that branch, there has been someone there taking a call or dealing with an email every minute of every day for 24 years. So the door's on the latch, but there's, always, there's either someone on a shift or coming in to take over from them. And I think that's mm. absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, you are in Edinburgh. Is it, what's the, the, the attitude like in Edinburgh? And what are the stats for Scotland? Is, it, is, is there any difference in the suicide rates in Scotland to England? Um, the rates have been going down the last few years uh, from where they were, but the rates are still a bit higher in Scotland than other parts of the UK. Mm. Some of those are cultural things, and all the, some of the things we talked about with men, they can be a little bit more kind of severe and ex- extreme in terms of, you know, a Dow Scottish man being yeah. happy to talk about his feelings. Yeah. Feels kind of unlikely. Um, but, we, you know, it is improving and it's changed. But suicide has a lot to do with inequality. If you're a poorer man in a poor area of the UK, wherever you are, you're 10 times more likely to take your own life than if you're a wealthy guy in a well-off place. doesn't mean those people don't need equal help. just means it's something that happens more often to people who are living, you know, tougher lives. Um, and I had a really nice tweet earlier on today. Someone said that because they'd heard me talking about the Samaritans over the past, I don't know, couple of months or so, mm-hmm. uh, they'd looked into it and they'd signed up uh, to be trained up as a volunteer. And I think they, yeah. were, they were starting maybe the 22nd of November, something like that. Yeah. And I thought that was brilliant. If people... I, I, are you always looking for people to help? Absolutely. We're, we're dealing with more calls now than, we, than we've done in a long time. We've got... When we introduced this new short number, the 116123 you've mentioned, which said it's free to call for everyone, mm. we've seen demand go up 30% in, since that happened. Um, so for some people, if you're on a pay-as-you-go mobile, it was actually costing you money to call in the old system. So mm. it was really important that we made sure that everybody could access the, the service when they needed to. Um, so we need um, we need volunteers more than we ever have. You go to the website, it's just, there's a button right in the middle, you can click, you'll find out details, find out where your nearest branch is. Um, and being a Samaritan itself, despite the challenges we talked about earlier, is an incredibly rewarding thing to do. To think you've been there for people when they've, they've, they've had nowhere else to turn. I mean, I'm amazed by the, by the powers of energy that an enthusiasm of volunteers still have every day. And again, because you, you, you're right, it has. When my mum did it, it was it was she would get calls from the local area. You could, if people are worried that, about being discovered that they're a Samaritan, uh, they'll, they'll be taking calls from all different parts of the country, and also they yeah. get given different names. Is that right? 
Uh, yeah, it, I mean, different branches work it slightly differently. Right. But yeah, I've met people who've said, oh, my name is Jane. And then they've said, oh, my Samaritan's name is yeah. Sarah. <laughs> because, back, again, back in the day, there was a, it was a real... It, when you only called your local branch, you didn't want people to be put off by thinking they might speak to that person yeah. that they knew. So, yeah, you, adopt, you, you adopted a name just when you were being a volunteer. It also means, in the same way you said when you're calling up, it means if, if someone calling wants to know a name... You just give them your, your name as a volunteer, and mm. you can carry on the conversation. It doesn't matter who people are. It's getting to the heart of whatever someone's struggling with, it, which is a crucial thing. Um, and also, you know, if you're, fe- if, if you're listening, you're feeling crap, um, but you think, oh, yeah, but it sounds silly. It sounds, it's, I, I, it's like I say, when I first found him, I thought, I, I felt really, really silly. But also, if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work, you know, that you... It, it's worth a try, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. If you're struggling, and it doesn't have to be mental illness, it doesn't have to be that you're sat there with a, you know, with a, a packet of pills. Okay, if you're no. struggling, it's worth just giving them a call. And, and if, if, you know, if you want to bail out, you can just say thanks very much, bye-bye, and put the phone down. But it's got to be worth a punt, hasn't it? And you're absolutely right. And if, if, you, if calling is the biggest barrier, and you sit there, and I think you said this was something you've done or experienced if you don't say anything to start with if you don't say anything for minutes it just doesn't matter Mm. that volunteer will stay with you on the phone check that you're okay and then if the next time or the next three times you it takes you that courage before you feel you want to say something but please you know if you can don't feel it silly or stupid or you're wasting anyone's time samaritans is here for all those times when you feel there isn't anyone else you can speak to and so please you know whenever you find that point don't feel it if you're thinking about it act on it and get in touch uh james listen um this show is the samaritan's friend you know anytime (laughs) anyone wants to come on and and talk about stuff then please you know you've all got my emails and stuff so just get in touch and we've always got time for you i I really appreciate you coming on this evening james it's been fantastic and the more we talk about this the more it ceases to be a stigma, the more people get in touch and try and find out ways to deal with whatever they're facing, that the fewer people will take their own lives. Thank you, James. I really appreciate it. That's James Jopling from uh, The Samaritans. 116-123 is the phone number. 116-123 is the telephone number. I'm so glad we finally managed to, um, to make that happen because... It, it's hearing attitudes like Andy's that we heard at the start of the uh, of the show, and then comparing it with attitudes or experiences of people like Angela, who called in, who, um, you know, she didn't go into detail, but obviously she had been in a very dark place, and calling that number, 116123, had um, saved her life. I don't know. I don't know. Um, we'll have a little break. And then when we'll come back, you can even you can call in about that. This is what I like doing this show for. The clunky gear changes. Right? So when you come back, we can carry on talking about that, or we can dick around. I really don't mind. I really don't mind. It's not going to be a heavy, heavy show um, d- completely tonight. It is whatever you want it to be. 0344 499 I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I enjoyed that. That was good. I'm glad I finally pulled my finger out and sorted that out. We've been talking to them for ages and I finally said, let's do it. Let's do it. That's cheered me up. No, it. I was feeling rotten this morning. Absolutely rotten. You know, I was going for the dad's breakfast at school with my youngest son and it was brilliant. 
It was brilliant. We rocked up. My youngest is having a bit of trouble going to school and he gets a bit upset at the moment. But we rocked up and there were um, bacon butties and cups of coffee and stuff. But do you know what? There was, for some reason... Do you ever get this? For some reason, I really struggled. Partly because I was tired. I'd had three hours sleep. But I really struggled to be present there. And by that, I mean, it was 40 minutes long, right? And I should have been sat there eating breakfast with my son and his friends and playing and we were doing jigsaws and Lego and stuff like that. And I should have been really enjoying um, that experience. Uh, But I was probably only present for about five minutes out of those 40 minutes. My head was everywhere else apart from there. And I had to make a real effort. To kind of say, right, um, everything else that's that's worrying me, we'll deal with that a little bit later on. Uh, but right now, I'm going to stay here and we're going to finish this jigsaw puzzle. And then, then my head was off again. It was a very, very dark morning this morning. Then I went back to bed and um, felt absolutely rotten. Felt absolutely rotten. And I'm really nearly... Um, pulled out of the show tonight, but I didn't because I knew that w- w- we had um, James coming on, so that 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 was kind of good. And now I was thinking, well, if I if I cancel tonight's show, then I'm, I'm I might as well cancel tomorrow's show, and I'm off next Tuesday, so I might as well take Monday off. And I was really dreading. Well, I'm saying this because I know I can share this stuff with you, man. Don't you don't have to talk about it, but I was just dreading the thought of coming in and doing this, the best job in the world, by the way. Um, the, the thought of doing this for three hours, oh man, it felt, the, the, the thought of doing it was like torture, it was torture, coming in and twatting around for three hours, doing a job that I absolutely love, you know, and we, we're just starting to get the listening figures, we're just heading in the direction of the listening figures this show deserves, and so it just, we've just got to keep working and keep pushing and keep pushing, um, and I just thought, I don't think I can go in and do this. And I phoned Kath up, and Kath kind of talked to me off the metaphorical ledge. Um, and I'll come in tomorrow, and I've got a couple of live shows over the next couple of weeks. And I was thinking, oh, maybe I should cancel them. And I'm not going to cancel them. I'm going to do them. I have I have cancelled the show that I'm doing with Barry and Angelos. I was supposed to open for Barry and Angelos on the 12th, I think it was. Um but I just can't do it. I just can't do it. The other shows, I think I can do them. The ones in Luton in St Albans, I think I can do them. I don't want to do them. I, I really don't want to do them. Um, or Kath's going to be there. I'm definitely not doing them. I don't want to do them um, at all. But I know that a lot of people have made a commitment to come. And a lot of people have paid a lot of money to come. So um, I'm going to give it my best shot. And I'm, I was kind of looking at the stuff tonight. And I've put in a couple of different bits. And taken out a couple of bits from before. But I'm looking at this this show. And it was before I got the boot from the BBC. That it was all put together. And I'm thinking, oh, it's so old now. It's so out of date. The ending doesn't make sense. Because the ending ends with me happily working at the BBC. And... Why am I sharing this? I guess I'm sharing this because I sound like I'm all right now. And I'm not inside. I am absolutely dying. I'm not going to tell you exactly where my head went today, but it went to the darkest place it's been. How's about them apples, huh? How's about them apples? Um, 
And inside, man, I'm dying. And I guess, why am I saying this? I'm saying this because I guess you just can't tell from the outside when someone is struggling. And it's that thing when you, you see, you know, people talking about suicides on the news. Well, he seemed so happy. If only he'd, if, if only she'd come and spoken to me, then maybe we could have done something. He, he just, they looked so normal. Um, and you know what? We look normal, guys. It's not all lying in bed, crying. Uh, a, a bit of it is lying in bed crying, and that's the um, you know that's that's an interesting bit, but um, a lot of it is just plodding on with life, even though inside we're dead. Ah, fun times, huh? Fun times. Uh, let's have another little break. Then we'll go to Ty, and then we'll go to John, uh, and then maybe we'll go to you, dear listener. I promise when we come back, we'll we'll um, we'll dick around a little bit. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Twenty seven thousand retweets. Forty-seven and a half thousand likes. Right, here's the thing. It's my tweet about the bi- about bisexuals, where there was a really ridiculous headline in the mail. Why do so many young people say they're bisexual? I tweeted that picture and said, I don't know. Is it because? And I'm going to go out on a limb here. They are bisexual. Twenty-seven thousand retweets. Forty-seven thousand likes. I, I click on it just because I've become obsessed with this bloody tweet now. The second comment underneath it from Gary Bainbridge. This tweet has the weirdest retweet to, retweet to like ratio I've ever seen. And it has. Why is why has it got 20,000 more likes than retweets? What the hell is wrong with it? And also, it's really annoying me. I'm tempted to delete it, right? Because I'm obsessed with the numbers. I'm obsessed with the numbers on a tweet. And it's just really filling up my timeline so i've missed a couple of quite important tweets because every time i turn my phone on or open the app um it's just like just scroll through all the tweets because there's there'll be about another hundred people trying to engage me in a conversation about the tweet so i miss loads of stuff so part of me is tempted to delete that tweet right because then it wouldn't mess up my timeline but it would mess up Twitter because there'd be 27,000 Twitter posts where it says this tweet is unavailable. This tweet is unavailable. But then does that mean I'm a, um, um, I'm a biphobe? Does that mean then that I'm a bi, biphobe? Biphobals? <laughs> does it? It's annoying me. Um, Ty! Ian. Ty! Man alive! You've—I um, feel like Francis tonight. You've like you've just you've you've lobbed the um, the ball at me, and uh, my hands are down by my side, and it just smashed me in the face. Well, put your hands up by your side. Get ready. Here comes another ball. Ready? Kaboom! Boom! So, um, what's the deal with you putting out Evangelos's show? How come? Uh, I don't feel well enough to do it. Okay. Highlights this week. Yes, sir. For me. Yes, sir. Um, highlights for me this week, before we get on to The Apprentice, just quickly, yes. were taste like food, doesn't taste like food. I thought that was hysterical. For those wondering what the hell Ty's talking about, he's about three weeks behind you. 
Yeah, well, because I don't listen live anymore. No, no. I, can, I can only listen to the podcast. Oh, is, hey, listen, it's right. not a criticism. You, everybody no. is welcome. And, and and we need to put this bit in the podcast, Catherine, me saying <laughs> that if you're, if you're listening now on a Which podcast... Well, not, I'm not talking to you, Tom. I'm talking to the listener, the other listener, you prune. Uh, it, so this is the 3rd of November at quarter to 11 at night, right? Thursday. Mm. But if you're listening, not you, Ty, if you're lis- you listening now, whose ears I'm licking, and it's like, I don't know, it might even be 2017, imagine, you can call in when the show is going out live, Monday to Friday, 10 to 1, and talk about the things you've heard on the podcast. Yeah. I'm not talking to you, Ty. But I will be listening in about a week. Okay. Well, then, then um, why don't you ask us uh, ask yourself a question, Ty? Uh, question is, how's my um, okay? So, Ty, how's your apprentice correspondent thing going? And I'll be able to answer that after this call, I suppose. Won't Be- I? Beautiful. Okay. So, are you going to give us an update? Yeah, okay, so tonight, oh my goodness, I mean, what a shambles. Did you watch any of it? I watched it, I don't know who got booted off. Spoiler alert, guys, it's our Apprentice update, because we're going to do it like old-fashioned TV, where once you'd watched it, once it had gone out, that was it, everyone had seen Mm -hmm. it. So if you've taped Mm -hmm. it or Skyplussed it, um, then switch off for a few minutes. So you've basically got your two teams, they've stopped being boys and girls now, they're all mixed up. They had to go out and sell a new cycling product yep. and also do a bit of crowdfunding, <laughs> which involved all, all kinds of new social media stuff, which I do not know anything about, engage in or care about. Here's the thing that annoyed me about those idiots on The Apprentice this evening. Oh, they, yeah. they filmed stuff in portrait mode. No one <laughs> thought to turn their phones to the round so that it was filmed it, like, like a movie, like a, like the yeah. shape of your TV, you prunes. Yeah, and you had, um, well, we'll get on to the filming, because one of them just filmed a pavement. Did you see that bit? Um, yeah, I did see that bit, yes, 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 yes. Brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. So, um, on Titan, they chose the gilet, yes. or gillet, yes. as uh, it was pronounced later on. The and Charlie spelled. Gillet, yes. Yeah, the Charlie Gillet. So, Sam, um, black dude, he's the PM, right? Yeah. They've got Croydon Facelift and the Indian Gerbil, yes. Krishna. Uh, okay, excellent. Uh, on on his team. Sub-team, right, sub-team leader, Eyebrows. Yeah. Uh, Diffy Baker, uh, Dylan the Silver Irish Fox, and Courtney the Lost Boy. Yeah. These are excellent descriptions, yes. Uh, uh, And uh, on the other team, Nebula, they chose the headphones, right? But the headphones aren't earphones, they're literally headphones. They just go next to your ear. These were headphones for cyclists, right, that are supposedly safe. Yeah. And they transmit the sound through your bones. No, I don't. A, that sounds like voodoo. And B, I, I, call me old-fashioned, I don't think cyclists or drivers should have distractions like that. Yes, I know it allows you to hear the traffic of the road still, but exactly. I don't think you should be allowed... I don't think you should wear anything when you're a cyclist. Not, not being nudist, that would be weird. That, well, that was, well, the other people were wearing this uh, gillet, or gillet, or gillet, or gillet. Uh, so they had the headphones, right? You know, yeah. like them or like or, or love them. That's what they had. Yeah. Now the PM, right, was JD. He's a T boy from last week. Okay. Pink, t- pink tie, bit of a blob. Now on his team. Oh, he right, looks like a potato, had, doesn't he? Looks like a potato. I know the fella. Yes, tie. potato, Mister Potato. Yes. Mister Now on his team was Ardman girl, who looks like an Ardman animation. Yeah, I know. I know the fella. And 
And Frances, she's like the short, dark-haired, ponytail, big teeth, wide-eyed. Yes. Right? Now, sub-team, Paul, bit of a geezer. God, I can't so wait I'd for like... six weeks' time when there's a lot less people. It'll make it so much oh, easier, but yes. Me too, man. So he's a geezer, throws boxes around, yeah? Yeah. Uh, now, on his team was Jessica, or Jessica Rabbit. She's a tall, sort of cute, dark-haired one. The only one left that's quite cute in the girls' um, department. Okay, okay. I can't possibly comment, because that's very old-fashioned and sexist. Yeah, well, I'm throwing a bit of sexism to join our racism from last week. Excellent, great, great, great! Just keeping, you know, just keeping up the standard, mate. Um, And then Sofian, now you'll like this, I hope. Remember we talked about Sofian last week? It's a bit of an Iranian, looks a bit like someone from Iran. Yes. I've renamed him... Sofiran. Okay, that is actually racist. Okay. All right, well, you know, keeping up with... Um, Get to the with, point! With it feels like we're living The Apprentice right. in, in real time. Like, but the well, week it took them to do the activity. It, here's the deal. They went and did this whole kerfuffle, right? They had to shoot things. It was terrible. They had to present things. They were terrible. Uh, I, did, <laughs> I lost track of it, right, halfway through. <laughs> they were all terrible. What was the thing? Uh, the, the, the old guy miming driving a car and killing someone. <laughs> oh, man. So they had to do this thing in Waterloo um, Station, right? And there's this idea of there's an old guy miming driving a car yep. with other people miming being on a bike. Then the mime car knocks over the mime cyclist, and then someone comes in and says, look, here, if you were wearing this light-up sort of body warmer type thing, yes. you wouldn't have gotten knocked over. That was it. And on the other side, yes. they had a choir. They had a choir to go and sing, right, with re-worded uh, song, which is terrible. Yeah. And that's the one where they went to shoot it, and they shot literally one half a face and an arm now, of someone from the choir and a pavement. Tight, before I lose the will to live... All right, do you want to get to the point? Yes! Do you want to cut to the chase? Yes! Okay, so, I'm afraid Potato Head lost. He made a terrible mistake of bringing in the geezer Paul and Ardman Rebecca into the, uh, into the boardroom. Yeah. And he let, he let soft Iran off. So he goes in and he basically puts his hand up and says, yeah, I made a mistake here, I made a mistake there, I made a mistake there. Sugar doesn't like people holding their hand up and making mistakes. Boom! You're fired. So hang on, who who got fired? Potato. Potato head. Oh, yeah. I thought the I thought the Cockney boxer was going to go. Cockney boxer came out fighting. Do you see what I did there? Yeah. So he came out fighting, stood his corner. He's on notice. Sugar's put him on notice. So um, I thought we got away with it though. It was Ardman. She does. She just doesn't do anything. She talks a good game. Yeah. But she's one of them. Ty? Full mouth, no, no trousers. Excellent work as always. I'll speak to you next week. Thank you, Ty. That's our Apprentice update. John, did we spoil the Apprentice for you? John. Yeah. Oh, hello. Uh, I'm sorry. Hello, John. You're right. Hello, John. When was yeah, the last? Going. John, when, can I ask? What are you about? Forty-eight. <laughs> yeah. We. Well, now, now listen. When the last time I told you this, um, what? I sent the I sent the clip I sent the clip to a friend of mine in in Korea. Yes. And he he laughed because I said I was twenty nine and I'm actually thirty. So he went, you know, he, he found that quite amusing. Right. Well, John, when was the last time someone said to you, "Hello, John, got a new motor"? Um, I can't I can't remember. Hello, John. Got a new motor. Hello, John. Got a new motor? I don't look like the sort of guy who has a new motor. Hang on a minute. Are you, are you telling me, John, that no one has ever said to you, Hello, John. Got a new motor? Is this to do with The Apprentice? No! 
Are you seriously? And this will shock a lot of people. Are you seriously telling me that no one in a pub, in a restaurant, at school, at work, at the bus stop has gone, hello, John, got a new motor? I had two Arab guys who, about 10 years ago, I was trying to sell a car, and they came all the way from East London to South London. And um, I, I put it down as diesel, and it wasn't diesel, but I was in a stressful period at the time. And they were both very angry, and they said, oh, what is this place? Is it a council estate? Um, and it was. Right. But did they say, hello, John, got a new motor? No, they said, hello, John, why did you say it was diesel when it's clearly not? I can't... Does, does anyone get the reference? You all get the reference? Ed doesn't get the reference. Catherine is old. She gets the reference. I'm... Uh, what is... This is Brexit, Trump... Hello, John, got a new motor. The world is coming to an end. Hello, John. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh, yeah, because, no, yeah, Alexis Hale in 82 said, he said to me, he went, You've oh, literally just giggled, giggled, giggled it. <laughs> You've oh. literally just Googled it. Absolutely. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. John, what have you got for us if it's not a new motor? This, this feels so misplaced now because... It's more relating to your very serious. Oh, it doesn't matter. Listen, this is one of the joys of doing this show is I love the clunky gear changes, so don't feel bad. Just just dive straight in, John. I felt just like you. In fact, today, I mean, the last three weeks have been horrific, but today actually listening to your podcast with, um, um, oh, I forgot the name, the guy that you did the persuasionist with. Oh, Adam Buxton. Mm. And, yeah. and even sort of seeing your candid Twitter feed, I just, but this, this stupid, do you remember I called about OCD a while back? Yeah, I do oh, remember. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, oh, it just, I mean, long story short, um, I, I, you know, I've got a new neighbour who um, plays, you know, some instruments, and I keep thinking to myself, what is he singing in the morning and wakes me up? Um, and such a stupid obsession has just, I mean, it's flawed. I mean, I felt much like you have today, yeah. and I just, I just keep thinking. I mean, I've, I've been putting up with this thing. I say putting up with it, putting up with my own crazy mind. It's you know, very quiet flat um, since the ninth, and it's just. I mean, I've tried to. You know, the thing with those is you shouldn't um, buy into it. But I've been, you know, I put a fan by my bed, tried earplugs, this and the other. Um, Went over to my mum's for a bit, and she actually has got noisy neighbours, and I'm just thinking to myself, I can't deal with it anymore, should mm. I just move? Um, which is ridiculous, because, mm. you know... Um, but, I mean, what, what do you suggest? Um, I don't know who I'm asking, because, I mean, the Samaritans, one thing is the Samaritans, they're, they're brilliant, but one thing that does leave me a bit stumped is they don't... Offer, they're not allowed to offer any suggestions. No. But so what, what do you... what what You, you, you want to know... What to do about your OCD or your imagine? You're imagining the noise, are you? No, I'm, I'm anticipating it. You're anticipating it, right? And that's the problem. Go. The, and, the, have you spoken to your doctor? Yeah, I, I spoke to a doctor who wasn't particularly empathetic, so I've booked another um, appointment. It happens each time I'm on the move in, and it's as you were saying to that call with was it Adam? It's a chemical imbalance that we both have. Yeah. Your one manifests itself in depression, and my one manifests itself in obsessive thoughts and I know you shouldn't give into it but I just and then whenever I find you, you talk about high feelings and low feelings 
Yeah, uh, listen, John, I've got to go to break, but I don't want to wrap this up in, in, in a nice 15, 20-second little bit, which is what they would do on another radio station or a radio show. So c- can you hang around for a couple of minutes? Yeah, sure. Because I, I, I don't know, I've got no, I haven't got an answer, no. but I'd like okay. to say that I haven't got an answer better than just, just that. Yeah, no, that's great, yeah. Is that all right, John? Oh, Listen, stay there, I'll come back to you in a minute. 0344 499 1000, I'm Ian Lee, this is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. A radio star is born. You're going to love Talk Radio. Talk radio. Um, when we come back, we'll uh, we'll we'll talk to John and we'll we'll, we'll see if there's anything we can uh, say about that. Then we'll get an update from Jerry, and then we've got a load of phone calls. So I'm not going to give out the number, but if you know it, do try it. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. <laughs> Joel. Oh, that's good. He says Billy Joel. Well, that's very much of its time, isn't it? <laughs> this is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. We're talking to John. So, John, you've got OCD, and, and oh. yeah, I, I, I'm, I've worked out, right, my hearing. I'm, I'm going deaf. Right? Only a little bit, but I'm going deaf. I can't be... If I'm in a party and there's hubbub, I can't hear what people are saying. And I think I've lost my top end. Um, uh, so I, I might have missed a couple of the things you said, but you, you, your OCD, you, 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 you worry about the noise the neighbours might make. Is that right? Yeah, because I've got one who's, you know, a bit, bit musical, you know, and OCD thrives on absolute certainty. So over the past couple of years, it's been absolute, you know, people who've almost been mute. Yeah. Um, and it's just, I, I, you, you, to be honest with you, the service you're giving, like just seeing your, you, you had a tweet up, I think, last night when you talked about how low you were. Oh, I sank last night. Yeah, man, alive. And I, when I read that today, I was, to use your phrase, completely battered, right? As in... Yeah. I don't know, it's just, it's one of these things that without chemical imbalances, and it surprises me, because it completely goes, and then it comes back with a vengeance. I don't know if it's going to you. Mm. Or, yeah. And this, this, I mean, not, you know, not to go on about it too long, but this particular obsession, it's you know, been reinforced in the past, whereby... You know, if I have had someone musical thing, I've said to them, oh, can you please not? Do you know what I mean? I've, it's, it's this big monster in my mind that I know has to be confronted. Mm. Um, and when I think about moving, I get this rush and high, and obviously, you know, if you move, it could be worse. But it's just it's irrational. Our diseases are not, they're not based in reality. Well, 
my my one at least. Um, I don't know if you can know that depression, but you know, it's not based on reality. It is, but it's just I felt very similar to you this morning. I, mm. I felt like I wasn't there, and I was in a meeting, and uh, just battered is a really good word mm. you used, mm. like bruised. Mm. Um, I get it, man. I I I have no suggestions, John. No, but maybe, no, maybe no. Just, just having shared that stuff, maybe that might just lift the pressure a little bit. It's not going to fix it. It's not going to cure it. But maybe it'll just lift it a bit. I don't know. Is that possible? Maybe, maybe. I mean, you, or maybe not. No, I don't, I don't know. I, I, uh, it, it's tough, isn't it? Because I, I not, you know, I'm a, I'm a logical, rational, mm. educated person, and then this thing, it just. I mean, I mean, it's, it's not. He's not been this bad for, for years, you know. Um, and you think, you know, I don't know, you're sharing your health. And with, I mean, with your struggle, I mean, it's interesting you talked about when you were being very candid about suicide and stuff, and you said you wouldn't want to put your kids through that. And I think having kids, that's interesting. You know, that sort of gives you something else to... Mm. Um, but, but, oh, but it gives a purpose. It gives a purpose. Not a complete purpose. You know, I still uh, feel often purpose less but it 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 it, it, it gives a, a kind of purpose but, but you know when the ocd is not there for me at least without any or whatever still uh perfect existence do you know what i mean mm. um and it's only this coming in and you need a question oh it's very it's very difficult it really is and and um there's still stigma around there, isn't it because you know um yeah it's, it's sticky mm. to and, and like that start on the Samaritans, you know, with your mates and stuff, I think there has to be a cut-off point with family and mates that you can't completely unload on mm. them. And, John? you know, my mate in Korea, I was talking to him about it, and he yeah. said to me, like, with, with all your OCD stuff, there's an element of truth in it. And he, he said with this one, he just sounded completely bewildered. <laughs> you know, he said, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. And I don't know what to tell you, John, but keep talking, because someone will know what to tell you at some point, or or it may unlock a little part of the puzzle in your head. John, I'm going to move on. Thank you very much. He was mentioning career there. I am only following, I think, one person on Periscope, right? Uh, we're not doing Periscope tonight. I don't, I've, I've, I've made an, execu- an executive decision that when I'm feeling crap, I'm not going to do Periscope, because um, I fret too much on it. But I, um, I'm only following, I think, one person on Periscope, and it's this very glamorous woman who lives in North Korea. Very glamorous. And every now and then, I'll just get this little bing, doodah. I don't know her name. <laughs> doodah. <laughs> I don't know her name. Um, it seems to be written in Russian, I think. Um, is live, and I'll click on it and watch, and it'll be this very glamorous North Korean lady generally driving about in a car with another very glamorous North Korean lady. Now, North Korea is not a very glamorous place. And I did, I said, I, I've not really been able to watch it a lot and, and with the volume on, but I sent some messages the last time saying, are you in Pyongyang? Because um, I like saying Pyongyang. And um, what do you think of Kim Jong-un? And then they, then the, the the signal dropped and stuff. But it's it's really, they've got to be government lackeys, haven't they? They've got to be working for the North Korea, the NKG, the North Korean government. 
because I can't believe anyone else in North Korea. It's the only one. It's the only transmission on Periscope I could find in North Korea was this woman. This one There's only one woman in North Korea doing the Perry? Really? Fascinating stuff. Jerry! Very much and easy. Very much and easy. That's a piece of bullshit. That's a piece of bullshit. You can make a model out of that, son. Make a model out of that. I'll you down your mate, sir. I've got a good mind to drive back up to uh, where you are and um, punch you in the nose. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you very much. I remember that song being really funny and being really good and listening to it, it was really rubbish and really not very good. But I do like Alexi Sale. I think I think the world is a better place for having Alexi Sale. He's just pleased He was on... Um, well, he fell out of favour. I know he had, it was weird to think that he had several series on, on BBC. But I, like I heard him video. on Radio 4 a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. which is why he's sort of he's, he's in my head. He's I don't know if I want to... I did think about getting on. Tony Robinson's coming on. Aldrich. Yes, exactly. Pancake. Yes. Making the show. Mary, Mary Marion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I, I'm hoping because I'm really looking forward to reading his books. I'm hoping they send us a copy of the book because um, I, I want to. I'm looking forward to Tony Robinson. We had him. He, he, oh, for those of you who are there, he um, appeared at Performance Ring thanks to Mike Marshall. Um, but we, he's going to come on the show, which is good. How are you doing, Jerry? Is, is, is there any news? Yeah, Ben, we can ask one kind of thing before we go on to that. Yeah. Uh, do you want to think about not only used to go to think he's gone a bit rubbish now, but Ben Alton used to be brilliant on the Saturday Night Live, was it? Yeah, he did. He, he did used to be. Um, I remember really once good. when I first, you know, when you get to about sort of fifteen and fourteen, fifteen. It's probably younger now. I was about fifteen, and I started worrying about how I looked and stuff, and I wanted, you know, you didn't buy a shiny jacket. No, I didn't. But I did go into a, a Marino's, the hairdressers on the Farnham Road, with a picture of Ben Elton saying, "I want hair like that." <laughs> Bloody <laughs> hell! It was a middle cut mullet. He had a centre parting and a mullet. Yeah. Unbelievable. L- luckily, Marino only had... He's still there. He's, I drove past the other day, and he's still there. He was cutting my hair when I was four, so he's been there for 40 <laughs> years. Uh, he only, at the time, had one haircut, and um, I'm grateful the that basin. he did. Uh, yeah, the the basin. basin. I'm sure he's got yeah. many more now. Yeah, the basin. He's have little condoms on the counter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. We'll for the weekend. Never asked me, then. He used to... Um, he, he'd get a plank of wood out when I was a kid. <laughs> get a plank of wood and put it across the seat, and you'd sit on the plank of wood. So that you could, um, he, he, he could reach you. Yeah, we, we've eaten some seats and stoke at that time, I think. Yeah. The, the boys now, they get um, a big cushion, but they're back in the day, it's a plank of wood. Thank you, posh hairdressers. It's got you 20 quid, I can believe it. You know, washing me, I don't shampoo, and this, and yes, all this brilliant, and they gave me, gave me bail, I almost died. Which way did you stoke that? It's 20 quid. My, you, we, when we met, Jerry, you must have noticed that my haircut looks very expensive. It's, it's, it's a mid-priced haircut. I now pay £29. Oh, Jesus. It's so, £6. And it looked like it, if I'm honest. £6 action, man, there, cut mine. You've got some clippers. Get some clippers and do it yourself. I've got some that gone rusty. Well, get, give them a clean and do, do it yourself. No, let's keep myself. Ah, don't be such a wuss. I'll try and go with ice. And how did um, how did he die? Well, he tried to cut his own hair. Yeah, he took his hair. And it went bad. We're an investigation into that. Yeah. I mean, social work come today. Hey, at last! Uh, well, yeah. six days after so the event. 
So they won't get involved. So you must be the safest, isn't it? They won't get involved. Amazing. So, so, so what? The social worker came what and asked about asked what had happened. Yeah. So they've listened to this, and they don't they go on to go on to get involved with senior in the companies. Say that again, Joe. I, I missed that. He said they want to get involved with junior in the company. Oh, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's in the book. <laughs> um, Parkinson's UK phoned up today. Oh, did they? What did they say? Come to send a bloody word with saying. It's not usual. And they said they're coming up next Thursday. It's easier. Oh, okay. They're, they're going to come and see you. Yeah, on Thursday. No okay. chance. Okay. We're going to get a milkshake on Thursday. Okay. Demand, a mar- demand a milkshake with, uh, with, with ice cream in, man. And I, took, I took my my youngest because um, I was feeling miserable and he was feeling miserable. And I thought we'd cheer ourselves up by going. There's a brilliant milkshake, uh, not milkshake, brilliant ice cream parlor where we live. Right, it's expensive, but they do massive ice creams. Right, yeah. uh, they're six quid each. Right, and I had um, uh, vanilla ice cream, but with warm chocolate brownie and caramel sauce. Right. And he had the most disgusting ice cream, and I hate it. It's like blue bubble gum ice cream oh. with with um, space dust on it and bubble gum flavor. It's all bubble gum flavored, right? And of course, he saw mine. He went, "I want that one." I went, "Well, <sighs> but I don't want your one. I don't like your one." He said, "Well, I thought oh, he's four, and I'm I'm forty three, and I'm so we swapped ice creams, and I had this horrible bubble gum giant. It was massive, this big bloody bubble gum ice cream. It was horrible." And it's, 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 it's a nice place and nice cookies in Oxford and the market. Have you been to Oxford? Um, have I been to Oxford? Of course I've been to Oxford. In the market, there's been a nice place for cookies. I tell you what, you get everywhere now. And I what? think it's a good thing. Those what? milkshake shops like Shake Shack or Shake Away or Shake Attack or Shake 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 or Shakespeare's Sister, uh, they get all these everywhere now. And I think that can only be a good thing. And you go in... And they'll have like a hundred flavours. You can get custard flavour milkshake. You can get oh. apple crumble flavoured milkshake. Yeah, Move the phone a bit. You've you've gone a bit muffled. Hello. Hello. Yes. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Now, like the old fashioned milkshake machines, big white tank at the back of the with fresh milk and just make milkshakes just Custard custard milkshake, man. That's what we want. I've just remembered. I've just um, been reminded of who you sound like. Who? You know Frank Sidebottom. Yeah. You know his ventriloquist dummy, Little Frank. Yes. That's who you sound like. That's a compliment. Yeah, it is a compliment. I'm glad you took it like that because I realised as I was saying it, it could be taken. You sound like Little Frank. I love you. I love you. Charlie. 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 Charlie Chuck. Charlie Chuck. Charlie Chuck. Okay. Um, Jerry, listen, I'm glad the social worker came. Let us know how Parkinson's UK go. And w- we may have gone a bit quiet, but we're... We, Catherine is working an absolute... Playing an absolute blinder here, and she, we are waiting on people to get back in touch with us, OK? We're just giving the home um, enough time so they can do a proper investigation, and we do, we, we, we want to be fair to them. Yeah, I said on to the poultry, that's all that's for. And they've still not said sorry yet. Yeah, no, apology. That's we'll, get, we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get you an apology. We'll get you an apology. All right. Okay. Thank all you, Catherine. All right. Well, all right. I, I know she's doing. Hang on a minute. I know she's doing all the work, but I am the face of the show, so the credit should credit should be mine, Jerry. So you can say thank you to me. Thank you, Mister Lee. There we go. <laughs> thank you, Jerry. Oh, dearie, dearie me. 
03. I'm not, I'm not going to give you the number. We've got loads of phone calls. Ian, you'll be up after this. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. <laughs> Ian! Hello, sir. How you doing? I'm good, thank you, Ian. What have you got for us this evening? You were talking about the apprentice earlier. Yes, sir. And Mr. P- Mr. Potato Head went tonight. Yes. Well, I've got a way of winning the apprentice outright. You've got a way of winning the apprentice outright. Yeah. This is like a f- like those people that think um, they can win at roulette. It's funny you said this because I was trying to work out a formula. Go on. How would you, how do you win the apprentice outright? Right. Okay. Well, you know when they get the call about half past six in the morning, say Lord Sugar <laughs> wants to meet you such and such a place. Yeah, go on. This is. I think you're going to say the same thing that Kath said the other week uh, when we were watching it. Go on. Right. Don't tell anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Just go on your own. It is. Uh, you know what? Kath, Kath mentioned that last week. I don't think she said it on it. And um, y- y- you're right. You just, yeah. you, just, you just creep down, answer the phone, and then, yeah. what, what was that? Oh, no, no, nothing. Go back to bed. It's all right. It was a wrong number. And then yeah. you nip off to Covent Garden or wherever it is, and, yeah. and, you, yeah. and you, you, you ace it. And also, Alan Sugar would mm. love that. Absolutely. It's, it's, intu- it's, it's amazing. It's in tune with his wide boy, m- barrow boy market yeah. attitude yeah. to life. What you did was wrong, but yeah. sometimes you've got to be wrong to be right. It- all right, Governor, here's the season tickets of Spurs. You've got the job. <laughs> it's funny, I've not watched The Apprentice for a couple of years because I found it very samey, and it, it does follow a formula, but I'm I'm quite enjoying it this time. I, see, I'm not. Oh. I, I don't know. I think it's just missing Margaret and Nick. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Margaret and Nick are The Apprentice, and it's certainly not mm. as good. And also, I don't like... I didn't like it when they changed it from The Apprentice to, like, Dragon's Den Light. When when you got a job for mm. a year, yeah. I like that, because if you did yeah. that year and you were good, then maybe you'd have a career. And if you did that year and you were pony, you'd get the boot. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. But yeah. now he's going to invest a quarter of a million pounds. Yeah. He must know who he wants in the final, because he must know what their yeah. ideas are. It's a, it's a flawed format now, because at the end of the day, if you go to somebody with a business idea... You you got to know who you want to invest in and who you're not. Yes. So why is it, why is he spending twelve or so weeks doing it? Whereas yeah. he just goes in like your business is rubbish. I'm not going to invest. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What happened to um, the only one I remember is the guy that you remember a couple of years ago. The, this is the last one I watched. The guy that looked like a professor with the glasses and the curly hair. Oh yeah, yeah. And he invented didn't he invent like a hair curler or something? I think so, yeah. What what happened to them? I don't often look in the hair, the female hair department of Boots. Why not? Well, I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, you cut above that, aren't you? I'm a cut above that. Thank you very much, Ian. Um, but I wonder if 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 the, that business is thriving and he's making millions. Oh, well, it may well be. I don't know. Oh, well. I don't. Know. I have no idea. I'm sure he's out there on Google somewhere. I'm sure he's out there on Google. Yeah, but the thing is, Ian, here's the joy of having my own phone-in show. I don't have to. I don't have to Google or Bing. I don't have to do any of those things. I can ask you, suckers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we can. Well, we can say anything. 
Well, that's true. That's why quite a lot of my facts are wrong. It's because I've learnt them from the callers to this show over the last few years. That, that's why I don't really know anything. But anyway, it keeps me I happy. Anyway, I won the apprentice in one fell swoop tonight, so where's me 250,000? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ian, you're fired. Um, isn't that funny? It's you were saying, Kath, that that's how you should do it. You'd sleep on the stairs and <laughs> just rock up. And Alan Sugar couldn't argue about that and if he did he's a hypocrite because he would have done exactly the same thing back in the 80s when he was inventing crap stereos it would his business isn't it you're right business is a dirty game but someone's got to be uh someone's got to be in charge and imagine I, I, I know it's not but i do like to think that it's alan sugar sugar himself making those phone calls it's alan sugar you got to be at covent garden market six o'clock in the morning be there. Um, imagine if Alan Sugar ran for um, Prime Minister in the same way, in the same... Because that's all Donald Trump is, is he's the American Alan Sugar. So he's a bit bigger and has a bit more money, but um, not a lot more money. And that, Well, saying that Alan Sugar was in politics, wasn't he like a business czar? Tzar. 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 How would you say that, Jonathan? Tzar. Caesar. Thank you very much indeed. What, why? Where's she going? No, that's what what it's a translation of. Caesar. Same with Kaiser. Quick, grab her. Seize her. Give us, give us your chips. How are you this evening? Um, I'm, I'm all right. How are you this evening? Cheesed off, to put it mildly. Um, why are you cheesed off, Jonathan? Oh, uh, the last week people have been, uh, all, uh, we, if it isn't one thing, people in public life and people, the human race, dis- I despair of it. I absolutely despair of it, and uh, oh, if, if I had a bloody virus right now, I would uh, that would wipe out humanity. I would because we are we we are so we have so much potential, but we are so stunted and stupid. Honestly, uh, oh, I, 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 if they if in the unlikely event that they're listening, please, I. I beg of both President Putin and President Trump to supply the British people with arms, finances and medical aid to help us retake our country from the corrupt establishment that have sold our birthright down the river and that fascist Soviet Union, the EU. Are you playing music, Jonathan? Oh, uh, who's playing? Hang on, who's playing music? Hello, hello, Bill. Hello, mate. How's it going? You th- th- see if you can calm Jonathan down. Jonathan, try. Jonathan's a little bit upset, Bill. See if you can calm him down. What's he upset about? Traitors! Traitors! Who's let you down, my son? The corrupt judges, the corrupt politicians, the corrupt media, 
corrupt people on Twitter. So basically, everyone's had a go at you. It's not about me. I, my in life general. is insignificant in the gr- grand scheme of things. It's 99.9% it's of us are. The future of humanity and the future of the British people, because we have a right to self-determination and a right to exist. But we are being attacked on both fronts by people who, who are treating us like Jews in Nazi Germany and uh, who have made it very clear that not only are we not allowed to govern ourselves, but we are to be exterminated. Well, John, you, you're making a good point there, my son, but literally, mate, you've got to think, what can Jonathan do to sort this out? And you I'm really have to give... You... I, I am so cheesed off at the moment. But what can I you am, do? I, I am afraid of what I could do. I don't want to go down no, I mean, a dark path. No, no, nothing, nothing. People who are driving me to it in public life, there are people who are... They have a death wish. They absolutely right. want to drive us into a civil war. So is, is, is someone in authority giving you a bit of grief? Is, um, is it something... Is someone like um, like a public service or something like that? Is, is someone... Are you having a hard time with a system? Oh, I'm having a hard time with the idiots that we have in public life, uh, in private life. Oh, I was so happy yesterday because uh, safe in the knowledge that we had achieved Brexit and that my man, the Donald, is going to be president, which he still will be. And now that's been my peace of mind has been taken from me by a bloody immigrant subversive and a bunch of corrupt sodomite judges. What's happened? I've not seen any news at all today. They've cancelled Brexit. They've cancelled Brexit? Yeah, they have. The bastards have cancelled it. What's your language? Oh, dear. Is that true? I've Literally, I, I love living yeah, in a news-free world. Oh, it has to go to a parliamentary vote. Most of the parliamentarians are for Remain. And David Lammy, Ken Clark and Owen Smith have made it clear to hell with the will of the people. We Do as you're told, little people. You are slaves of the EU SSR. Well, no, I'm not. I'm bloody angry. I, I want to pick up a pitchfork or the nearest flipping weapon and start bloody beating these traitors and criminals. Oh, and to, I'm it's, willing to. It's a cop out that they've. It's a cop out that they've reversed it. it as well. No, I'll admit to you that's definitely a cop out. If, if the majority voted on something, then you have to go with it. But I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you something. Do it. Is your name Bill? Vote. Yes. Well, I'll tell you something now, Bill. A couple of years ago, on Duncan Bark's show, when he was on LBC... Who? Censored. Yeah, I'm well... I'm joking. Yeah, well, he asked... I said that my biggest priority of the EU, no messing about, no referendum, no nothing. And then he asked me, why didn't I want a referendum? And I said, it wasn't so much I was against a referendum, it was just that I knew if there was a referendum... It would be rigged by the press, rigged by the politicians, and if we did somehow miraculously vote to come out of the EU, they would undermine it, cancel the vote, they would make us vote again until we give them the right result. And my prophecy is coming to pass, and it sickens me, because you know what this means now. If this is, is it going to be another vote? 
No, they won't even have. Oh, so it's they're, not they're even, even you're not even getting a vote. They they're going to force us to stay in against will, and that's going to lead to a civil war. And I'm, I'm telling heading for the biggest constitutional crisis since 1642. Well, we, do, you, do, we want, do we want men, women and children slaughtered uh, on the fields of England because a bunch of corrupt politicians and the media and the George Soroses of the world want to make us slaves to their I get what you're saying, Jonathan. You're, you're a very deep-thinking person as well. You think now, future, present, everything. But listen, you can't take it all on your own shoulders, mate. I have to. I wish I didn't care. That would be the easiest know, thing in the world. But I can't because injustice sickens me. You, you can only sort out your own peace of mind. The worst thing about it is the people perpetrating these crimes and supporting these crimes, they are so self-righteous. They think they're the victims. They're the ones that are put upon. And they go running to a corrupt establishment to prop them up. And do do you know what? A lot of people would not disagree with that. And do you know what? You're talking sense tonight. I listen to you a lot. I hear you on the show a lot. And do you know what? When you talk like this, you're spot on. You get your opinion across. Apart from, you know, if you leave the violence out and all the other stuff, you've got a point. I really... That's why I want... That's why I wanted it to be a clean fight, because I knew if it were a clean fight, we would win. We still won, despite all the dirty tricks, and now they want to rob us of that. Can I have a devil's advocate with you? What... It, to be fair, I with the Brexit, I, I'm a, I didn't vote because I, 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 I kind of didn't really understand. So I thought, do you know what? I don't know what I'm voting for. I'm not going to do it. But with the Brexit, even though it came in straight away, it sounded like, you know, with they, the, the people were still going to stay here. People are still going to be able to get in. We still would have traded with Europe. So is it? Do you know what I mean? Did you get what you wanted from the initial vote, or did you feel let down? I I see Brexit, and I see the alt-right in general, as rather like um, a a, a village. Everyone has their own home, and we all get along, we all help out, but we have a home for the Williamses, a home for the Williams, everyone has their home, and and we all get along, even though we all have our own separate homes. Ideal. And, and that's what I see the world like. That is, in fact, what nationalism is meant to be. A home for the Brits, a home for the French, a home for the Ghanaians, and we all trade and we all get along and we all be good neighbours and get Africa. along with each other. What I am objecting to are a bunch of evil, self-serving fascists, and they are fascists, telling us we have to have 12 people from some other uh, neighbourhood living in our into our homes, and if we don't agree to it, we're going to be persecuted, we're going to be called red... Hang on a second, Bill, Bill, maybe you can calm things down, Bill. I'm trying, eh? I'm trying. I know you're do- and you're doing brilliantly. I-, I didn't know you were such a deep thinker. Maybe you could calm Jonathan down by singing about Brexit to him. Do you think you could do that? Yeah, Jonathan, you- if, if Jonathan wants that, I can do that. Have a go, go on. 
Listen, Jonathan, you're making a very reasonable point. And I don't really believe that you're racist. I just believe that you've got extreme views. But listen, Brexit, in or out, whether they shake it all about, that's what you knew they were going to do. So you got to retreat to Planet Jonathan and just stop watching the news. And then you'll be a happy man. And you just live in oblivion. And then you just realize nothing matters and you're your own government. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? Hello. Did you hear that? I heard it. And I, and I raise you Barry Goldwater. Uh, let, me, let me give you a challenge. Switch off all news and everything from political, everything. Switch it off and see how you feel in a week. It's brilliant. I wish I could, but the world's far no, too important. You're sending yourself far mad. too many people who have switched off already. I think they have, and that's why I will end it there. But remember, guys, if you missed if you missed the big news, this is what's happened. They've cancelled Brexit. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. They've cancelled Brexit. Are you mad? It's a really busy night, guys. Oh, three. We've got some phone lines free for the first time this hour. Um, so uh, give us a call. Catherine is working uh, her way through them. It may take a little while to get through. the. Ph- Changing the phone number from the 08 to the 03, thereby making it just pence for most people, or pence for some people, free for a lot of people, the best thing this station could have done. Thank you. Thank you, News international is that what the company's called news news core news core thank you global no that's the other guys those are the bad guys thank you mr murdoch you made my job a whole lot easier oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand standard rate or it could be free if included in inclusive minutes we call you back but it mean, means that Catherine is having to work harder because there are more calls so keep trying keep trying um ray's on the line good evening ray Oh, how on earth do you follow that last call? That's no. incredible. You don't, you don't have to. Well, I'll give it a go. I mean, really, someone should put them in a room with Morrissey and Tom York. Oh. And, you know, hopefully one of them will say, look, come on, lads, it's not that bad. Oh. You know, life isn't that dark. Well, 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 you know, I do, I do, uh, I want to film um, uh, a sitcom at home with Jonathan. <laughs> and yeah. me and Jonathan, um, we, we live together. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's the only idea I've got so far. But oh my it. goodness! I mean, what, what you got for us, Ray? Well, uh, it was such a delight to uh, hear "Hello, John, Got a New Motor," and um, you know that song uh, appeared in a series of adverts as well, don't you? Um, hello, Tosh, got a Toshiba. That's right. Yeah. In the style of, um, I think it was in the style of Ian Jewelry. Well, no, it was in the style of, of Alexis Sale, wasn't it? Well, in the Toshiba adverts, they obviously got some kind of Ian Jury sounds like, you know, like your Wi-Fi system. It's got a fair old bit of power. Get your ears round that. Wallet. Hang on a minute. Well, let's have... I, I just, just... Let me let me have a little look. Sorry. Just, uh... Oh, shut up. Um, hello, Tosh. Toshiba. Let's see if we can find the... Um... Hello, Tosh. Got a Toshiba. Um, here we go. Right. Let's, uh... Let's have a little listen. Hang on. 
Hello, 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 Tosh got a Toshiba. Hello, Tosh got a Toshiba. Oh, I think it is Ian Jury, isn't it? That's an FST. It's the flattest, squarest tube. It's the flattest, squarest tube. They ain't half built well. They ain't half built well. Of course, every Toshiba component is stronger to last long. That is Ian Jury. That's not an Ian Jury sound alike. That is Ian Jury. The man himself. The man himself. I was never well. a fan. Never a fan. And um, it, it goes even further. Um, the reggae artist Pato Banton, he did a, a, a reggae track called Hello Tosh. I dare you to seek that out. Hang on a minute. He's got... So he did... So the advert is a cover of the song. Yeah. But then he... The, Pato Banton, the Irish reggae star, yes. did a cover of the advert. Yeah, hello Tosh, got a Toshiba in a reggae style. <laughs> We're doing it in the reggae style. Well, yeah. you know, it just goes to show um, that just when you think you've learnt everything there is about modern popular culture, Ray, something comes along and hits you upside the head. Yeah, there certainly is, Ray. Thank you very much indeed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. I want to um, share this. Oh no, hang on a minute. The computer's gone. I want to share this. They've cancelled Brexit. With everyone, because I think it would make an excellent ringtone or a text alert. But I don't know. You can't upload MP3s to YouTube, to, to Twitter, can you? You can't put it on Twitter, so... They've cancelled Brexit. So how, would, how do I... I want to share that. What's the best, easiest way that I can share that n- now so that you can all just grab it uh, like a rabbit. And what was that song? Like a rabbit, gonna grab it, like a rabbit, gonna have it till the night is gone. Gonna do it to you, gonna do your sweet banana like you've never been done. Like a rabbit, gonna grab, gonna get high, high, high. Paul McCartney. Like a rabbit, gonna grab it, gonna have it in a mid in the midday sun. Gonna do your sweet banana. Something like that. It's a Paul McCartney song. Um, I believe the sweet banana is a reference to his um, banana-flavoured penis. Where you would peel... No. Anyway. um, SoundCloud, is that... Can people just grab it from SoundCloud? I did... It sounds very... I'll I'll have a look. I've got a SoundCloud. Have we got a SoundCloud? Can you just put it on SoundCloud? All right, Ed, there we go. (laughs) So the easiest way for me to do it is to ask Ed to do it. That makes sense. How are you, Ed? We've not heard you for ages. You're right. Yeah, doing well. My sister went and saw with, was it Tom? Tom, yeah. The Priscilla Queen of the Desert. Was it amazing? She loved it. She went backstage and everything. Awesome. Uh, Did your family go? Uh, No, um, I'm in touch with Tom at the moment. We're just sorting a date now. I thought Tom had flown back. No, well, he, he messaged me saying I can still sort your tickets. So. I think that's um, a scam. Has he asked for your bank details? He did, and I gave him a credit card details. Yeah, and those last three numbers on the back of the card. Yeah. Sucker. Oh. Sucker. My sister was um, the hot patchouli, and um, Ed's family are the meat and two veg of uh, Tom's scam. 0344 
499-1000 is uh, the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Standard rate. F- could be free. Could even be free to call. And then we call you back. Honestly, it's the best deal around. Um, and if you're a new listener, and we've got a lot of new listeners, thank you very much indeed, up 52% over the last three months. Thank you. Um, then um, tonight's has been an odd show to kind of start with, really. But um, I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you guys making the effort. Um, sometimes we do heavy stuff. Generally, we do light stuff. More often than not, we talk utter nonsense. Um, and you are welcome to call in. Let me set the stall again, because we have got a lot of new listeners. And, 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 and perhaps it would be appropriate if I did this. Carl, I'll come to you in a second. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um If you're kind of just flicking through your dial... Um, and maybe you remember me from, I don't know, the 11 o'clock show or from Rise or from LBC or year, whatever. Um, and maybe you're just a fan of speech-based radio. Welcome. You're in the right place. But this is a late-night phone-in show, unlike any other late-night phone-in show. You know the other stations right now, most of whom, if they're a BBC local station, we're beating. Um They'll be talking. Well, they'll be um, talking about the fact that they've cancelled Brexit. That'll be a big phone in. Um, they might be talking about the football. They might. What's on the front page of the? Uh, they might be talking about the, how cold it was. Um, the poppy thing. The football. They, they could be talking about any of those things. And the way those things generally work, those shows generally work, is that for an hour they'll talk about the poppy, and then. The second hour, they'll talk about Brexit being cancelled. And then the third hour, they'll talk about old kids' shows and, and sweets from the 70s and things like that. And that's fine. And that works... Um, uh, well, it works very well for some of them. It doesn't work particularly well for others. I've seen the stats. Um, and there are plenty of shows. There are 30 shows on at the moment where that's the theme. That's how they work. There is only one show on at the moment, this show... Uh, uh, where we don't follow that formula, where I will sit here and I will talk about my day and I will talk about some things I've spotted in the newspaper and I'll we'll speak maybe Ka- something happened to Catherine and we'll find that out and we'll talk about that. Or maybe I'll, we'll play a silly game. And you, the listener, are welcome to dive in at any point you want. Um, and I'm not going to ask you a question. It's not a big question that, that I know a lot of you. I could get emails and tweets from people saying, you should really ask a question. That would encourage more people to call in. If you asked a question, then more people will call in. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe. But um, I, I think that you as listeners have um, been made to lower your standards Right, you've been made to lower your standards, and you listen to phoning radio, expect radio shows, expecting to be made angry, expecting to have a target of hatred that you can point a finger at, um, expected to, to expected to have an answer to a question, and generally an angry answer to a question. I think you're better than that. I think you deserve better than that. I think you want more than just to be angry 
Oh, we had Jonathan phoning in to be angry. He's always angry, bless him. But I, I think you want more than just to phone up and have a go at Muslims and have a go at migrants and have a go at Brexit. And uh, I think you want more than that. I'm confident of it. And that's what we're here for. You can call in about any of those things. You, you know, Jonathan did just call in about Brexit. You can call in about it if you want. You'll be very, very welcome. Um, but you can also call in and tell me you've had a really crap day and uh, you felt like jumping in front of a bus or your kid did something stupid that warmed your heart no end or you went and saw your mum and she made a really nice apple crumb. You, whatever you want, literally. You want to phone up and make fart noises down the phone. You know what? It's not brilliant, but you can do it. You can do it. Um, and I'm aware that I'm making my job harder by, by treading this path. I'm making Catherine and Ed's jobs harder that working on the show by, by doing this. We can make it so much easier. If we'd done the first hour, instead of me bearing my soul and telling you how I'd, I've uh, thought about killing myself and, and talking to the Samaritans, if we'd done the first hour about um, the, the court's decision about Brexit, the phones would have been ringing off the hook ringing off the hook but you can get that on bbc london and you can get that on lbc and you can get that uh, on bbc Manchester. you can get that everywhere else here i'll stop talking shall i oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand we call you back kyle's on the line evening kyle evening how you doing yeah good thank you man what you got for us this evening Cool. Well, you always end up doing this. I always hear something, which is not what I rang up about. Um, hi, 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 the Paul McCartney classic song, which I love, yeah. was banned by the BBC. Of course it was. Because, because they misheard it as a body gun, didn't they? Body gun? He said, let me get you ready. Well, in the lyrics, it says, let me get you ready for my polygon. Oh, I thought he said body gun. No, no, no. He says, uh, he says let me get you ready for, your, for my polygon. And the BBC heard it as body gun and thought, oh, that's a reference to a penis. No, uh, well, but what it. about you, you're going to do my sweet banana? That's a penis. Uh, sweet banana is clearly, I think, a penis reference. Hang on, let's see. I- I'm sure he says body gun. No, polygon. Let's have a listen. This is a great song, by the way. This is, I'm going to go to an advert. It's a rocker. Uh, what's a the, rocker. Other, the other Paul McCartney solo single that was banned? Uh, oh, uh, give Ireland to, uh, Ireland to the Irish. Give Ireland back to the Irish. Listen to this. This is the song when John Lennon heard it, he phoned Paul up and said, Oh, Paul, you got good again. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. My, my body gun, I'm sure he says it. Here we go. A great song. Here we go. Like a rabbit gonna grab it. Oh. He's got a rocket in his pocket, that's a penis. We're gonna get Do it, do you gonna do your sweet banana? 
That's definitely a penis. To it, is it Kyle? Hey, uh, I think you've next verse, I think. Okay, right. Shh, shh, shh. That was it, bo- Bodygon. Polygon. Polygon. Does, does not say Polygon. It says Polygon. I, I will recover from the trip you've been on, lie on the bed, gonna get you ready for you're my bodygun. Polygon. That doesn't Poly make gun. that doesn't even make sense. Hang on. I want you to lie on the bed, get you ready for my polygon. I no. think he says po- I think he says poppy goal. Does Poly he say po- he says poppy goal? Hang on. I want you to lie on the bed, get you ready for my poppy goal. Poppy goal. Right, okay, you play it again. Pop- oh, I'll hang on. Hang on, he said, is he singing Puppy Foal? Is it Farmer John? Hang on. I want you to lie on the bed, get you ready for my puppy There we go, Puppy Foal. No. It's not no, Polygon, what the hell is- Kyle, even by your standard, that is the most nonsensical thing you've ever said. He's not saying Polygon. Well, that's, that's what the lyric sheet says, and I don't yeah. even. Well, <laughs> I'm going to get that lyric sheet. This is the second time I've threatened violence to a caller this evening. I'm no, going to, no. I'm going to crumple it up and I'm going to shove it right up your jacksie. There's no need. Can I just say, the other couple of bits, by the way, yeah. is I did scribble, because um, Jonathan said something which which amazed me, yeah. but I wrote it on the bottom of my shopping list. Was, was it the bit about sodomites? Because <laughs> maybe I should have <laughs> apologised for that if anyone was offended by it. Right. It was a weird headline in the mail. It was on the mail online and they changed it. Um, Brexit decision overturned by something, by, there's three judges, something, 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 and an openly gay judge. <laughs> well, you see, I don't know whether this is, I don't know if you'll dump this, but anyway. Oh. Well, my shopping list, genuinely, I've written, and this is genuinely true, yeah. bubble bath, Orange shoes, parsnips, question mark, and beneath that is the word, or the phrase, sodomite judges. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I know a few places uh, where you can... Why won't my my screen has gone to cop? I can't cut you off, Kyle. Oh, that's that's a a good thing, isn't it? No, 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 no. Oh. No, what, I'm going to... No, stay there. This is awkward. Hang on a minute. I'm going to have to close down... Can you not do a sugar off instead? That That was what I was ringing about. I've had a really bad night. Hang on a minute. Hang on. I want to. Cu- I want to cut you off, and I can't. No, don't cut me off, man. I'm, I'm gonna. I, well, I have to cut you off. Oh. I'm gonna cut you off. Hang on a minute. I need to close this computer and then open. Do, do, do you want me to cut it off? Or? No, no, no. I want to do it. I want to feel powerful. I want to feel bigger. Can you do? Can you do it? Well, the idea I had for a phoning was. Yeah, I fixed it. Fixed it. No, I do. I do the cutting off here, callers. It's me. It's me that does the um, the cutting off callers um not you i'll make that decision all right thank you um what i expect or hope for this is a a text from michael who sends in a lot of obscenity actually and i'm imagining is a lunatic what i expect or hope for from your show is to hear more of kath she should have more airtime. Well, uh, Michael, because of that, um, Kath's just had five minutes airtime docked. 
If you want to download um, this... Oh. Brexit. Yeah. They've cancelled Brexit. Uh, Ed has just, I've just tweeted it. At Talk Radio has just tweeted it. And I'll go and post it on my Facebook page as well. You can have that. And I would love video evidence of you using it as your ringtone or your text alert over the next few days. That would make me very, very happy. Um, 0344 499 I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Talk Radio. Ah, oh, man alive. The last hour of the show, if you want to give us a call, I can feel a tickle in the back of my throat. That's got to be bad news, hasn't it? 0344 499 I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
think, dear listener, hang on, I like this bit. Everybody tag along. It's ten bits a bit longer than I thought, sorry. He's wanging on. We should have called it Wang's. Yeah, very nice. Okay. Um, Etc. I, I think 03444991000, regular listeners, people who followed my career will know that I have a curse. The curse is if I talk enough about old people, they die. Mm-hmm. Not just like old people in general, specific old people. Famous old people. Who have, who have we killed in recent times? We killed um, Minder, yeah. didn't we? We killed, um, God, so many. So many. So many stars. I think we might have just killed Paul McCartney. Well. No. And if that happens, I'm sorry about that. No, don't. I hope it's not the case. But I heard Scroobius Pip talking to Jeff Lloyd about Paul McCartney as well, so yeah. they should take some of the blame. No, no, no. We, we are, we are, we have to accept responsibility. For the power we wield. For the power mm. that we wield. Okay, but it's mostly you. Anyone think that um, this whole Brexit thing is going to get much, 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 much nastier before it, it gets anywhere? Can you just remind me of the headline? Uh, yes, for those of you who have uh, missed it, there has been um, big, big news. They've cancelled Brexit. Now available as a ringtone. Um, but uh, you know I'm not really on Facebook. Mm. I am a little bit. And I'm going to come off it. Because um, the, 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 the people... My relatives are really angry. Yeah. I don't put this bit in the podcast because they're my family and I love them and stuff, but they're really angry at what they see as... as um... They've cancelled Brexit. And of course they haven't. But there are now conspiracy theories that um, Theresa May was a, a, a Remainer. And that, so That's she not was, a conspiracy theory. No, but that she was never going to uh, uh, activate Article Fifty. It's all, and it's all just getting people are getting really angry. And I'm, 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 I, I'm, I don't want any more anger in the world. No. Let's just do it. But you know what the problem with this whole thing? Yeah. Is that we were all given unrealistic expectations when it came to the amount of money that was going to get ploughed no, back into the NHS, no, all that stuff. Don't. But also how easy it would be no. to bring in Article Fifty without consulting no, the Commons. Don't because then people will, will just say that you're a Bramona. I'm not moaning. I'm just. Hey, I'm just explaining. Um, and it's just uh, everyone. Everything is just so nasty. And I'm gonna come off Facebook. And I'm gonna. Uh, I don't want to. Why don't I you don't, just um, block your family? I don't want to be involved in any of this. It's all got very dark. I know someone who can shed some light on things, though. Nigel. Oh, hi, Ian. What, hi, uh... what do you think about this? Um, uh, th- them cancelling Brexit. Well, I haven't. Sorry, I haven't been listening to the show. I've been busy on the internet. Okay. I'm sorry about that. I've been so busy on sorting out some films, so I don't know what you're you're on about at the moment. So. That's unusual. Normally, you listen to the show. Have you ever? Yes, have you ever? Have you ever listened to the show? And be honest. Um, well, I sorry, I can't get the signal where I am at the moment. It's, you can listen online on the internet. Oh yes, I've listened on the internet. Yes. What was your favourite bit? What was your favourite bit that you've ever heard? That oh. you weren't in. 
the bit I was in. No. <laughs> the, the bit that you weren't in. What was your favourite bit that you'd heard of the well, show? I don't, I don't know. I haven't listened for a long time. You've it's... never listened, have you? Yes, I have. Not for, for the last few weeks. OK. Um, uh, so, uh, what was I, I forgot? I was going to say now. Yeah, um, so I've been busy on the internet. Do you mind me talking about what I was busy on? Um, I, I, were you? I have an idea what you've been busy on. Were you pumping off? Um, uh, how's the record going, by the way? Yeah, listen, this is what I have, this is what I, uh, I've, oh dear God. I have been, uh, Dan got in touch with me today. Yeah. DJ Dan. Yeah, so the one who helped me with the record. Yeah. 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 He's he's worried about you. Uh, why? Because you he 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 told me a message that you'd sent him because he's worried about you. Uh, well, he hasn't contacted me for a long time. That's why I was worried about what was going on with you and him and everything. Oh uh, no, you you, you well you you sent him a message. Okay, yeah, he lost him. anyway. A joke. I was joking. That was a joke, was it? Yes. Hi, Dan. Lindsay Lohan oh, wants what? money off me to help me get gigs. Oh, no, not that. No, this was something oh. else I said. Uh, repeat that. What did you say again? What so was it that... about something about Lindsay Lohan? Yes. Hi, Dan. This is a message you sent to Dan. Mm. He's only shared it with me because he's worried about you. Oh, that's true, yeah. She was after money for, to, to join her band, but it wasn't the real Lindsay Lohan, like you said before. There's some nutty people out there, you know. And uh, after, I, after I said I, I'm not going to pay it, it disappeared. <laughs> Of course, you know. But he was right. They're not. All, they're not always the original people, are they? They're never the original people, are no. they? Uh, so it's best to just be in touch on, you know, on the ordinary, the one with the tick, you know. Mm-hmm. Sort of thing. Uh, so no, I've been. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't tell you, but uh, in uh, when I was seventeen, I played for the singer Danny Williams, drumming, uh, reading music, and everything. I was quite young, seventeen, playing, and I've just found that. A film of him singing on YouTube, which because uh, I, I couldn't, it, it's very hard to find because uh, he's obviously he's not around much now. Yeah. Is, he still a, is he still alive? I don't know who Danny Williams, Williams is. Well, you know, he, he sung Moon River the same as Andy Williams. They both sang it. So Andy time. Williams had a hit with it. Yeah, and then uh, Danny Williams copied him. Is, with, is, is, are they brothers? No, cousins. No. no, they're not. Good friends. Yeah, yeah because it's just the same name. Oh, okay. All. Okay. But it, 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 but and and, and also, Danny is kind of an anagram of Andy. Mm. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> but it, it, it was. It, there's not many films of Danny Williams on uh, about on YouTube. I just found one particular one I've put onto my wall at the moment. Yes. Um, a singing a different song, but uh, and are you playing the drums with him? Well, you can't see the band. It's in the, it's in the background. You wouldn't see the band. No. Just just him and the on his own, you know. Right. But but I did sing. I played the drums with an actual orchestra at the time. Wow. In, uh, it was in my uh, Traders Pink. Mm. You, you you haven't heard of it, have you? No. But it's it's probably it was a cinema and they turned oh, it into a them. nightclub. I believe I believe you. When you say an orchestra, yes. how many people were in it? Uh, about fifty. Yeah. 50. Yeah, yeah. I believe. And it was the first time I had to read music with a band, but yeah, I already I had lessons before that, so I knew yeah. what to, how to read the music. Obviously, Kath's rubbing her yeah. chin and doing a Jimmy oh. Hill chinny wreck on, but I believe yeah. it. Now she's doing Eric Morgan yeah, the, glasses. The problem is, it was recorded. Uh, uh, I'm on the actual uh, record because it, they were recording the whole band wow. orchestra at the time. Brilliant. The, so in some of the charity shops, you'll see a picture of him with Moon River on the front. I'm on that album. Hey, brilliant! Yeah, 
I can't believe it myself. When I ju- people just don't believe you. I can't, no, you know. Well, uh, Kath doesn't believe you. It's true. I've got, I've got the newspaper cuttings to prove it. I put them. <laughs> Mum still kept the newspaper cuttings of me being in the paper because obviously the press. I was so because being so young of doing playing in the doing a concert for two hours it was to, yeah. in the, this place where it used to be a cinema, and uh, uh, the, I'm in the papers with it. So that's good. Well, that's uh, Nigel. Ex- excellent stuff. So uh, I'll put. I can. I can film the newspaper cuttings and put them on YouTube. But I, I don't think it's necessary. No, I, I think it's unnecessary, Nigel. And uh, with, uh, if I may speak honestly, I know there are videos of you pumping off, <laughs> and videos of you performing and things. <laughs> I haven't watched any of them. No, I refuse. I refuse. <laughs> Have you been on the X Factor? Uh, no. No, they made up a thing saying I was on the X-Factor. Oh, okay, it's okay. Just a made up that was film. a made-up thing. Sh- oh, oh, Huey Green. I, I, I did some sh- some shows with Huey Green in the 70s. Excellent uh, stuff. It's it's hip. It's the kids have got it. It's for the teenagers. It's a great reference. Thank you very much indeed. 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Science! Scientists, you've done it. Go home. You've finished. There is no more sciencing to do. Oh, how so? Roboplop. Oh. They've invented a robot that can do a poo. What? We're done. What? Our work here is done. Close the laboratories, burn the equipment, there is nothing more to achieve. May I ask, what is the practical application for that particular facility? Um, It's only by plopping um, can a robot in any way achieve humanity. Right. When it does one, is it nuts and bolts that fall out? A self... That's just um, demeaning. Robots are people too. Well, they're not... A self-powered robot, which eats organisms to gi- to digest in an artificial gut, and then has a poo, <laughs> has been built. Is that the terminology they're using? It slurps water containing biomatter. Yeah, I know, I know what that is. And converts the energy into electricity. This is the final touch on the sex robots, for those that are into... Is it? Waste is expelled from the cyborg's bottom... Oh, it's got an exhaust pipe, is what they're saying. And the process begins again at the University of Brazil. Those perverts. This is... Well, this is great. And and you know why they're building these? Not for the sex robots. When do do we get the sex robots? Well, the Daily Star gives you a new um, facet on the sex robots virtually every single day. They're very excited about it. Can't wait for those. It's as if it's owned by a pornographer. I'm probably not going to buy the first tranche of sex robots. It's going to be too expensive. I'm going to wait until about five years down the line when they'll be much more affordable. Experts hope self-sustaining dumping robots... (laughs) can clean up after chemical or nuclear spills. Well, let's hope they can clean up after their own spills from their robotic anuses. Um, Dennis! Good morning. You, you, you must have seen so many changes, good evening, in your life and so many developments. Surely a, a roboplop 
is has got to be the crowning glory of all the science that you've seen in your 97 years. Something's come and go. I mean, I saw it years ago when I, I watched um, Goldfinger. Yes. Oh. He had a sat-nav in his car, and I thought, well, I've never had anything like that. Yes. So come on. Incidentally, yes. I wanted to talk to you about the EU. What James, what James Bond film had a pooing robot? Yes. EU. Yes. Why are we worried about the EU? The bloody thing's falling apart anyway. Oh, God. There's so many people owing money. The Italians are in debt. The Greeks are even further in debt. Germany's fed up of bailing everybody else out. The French are jealous. As far as I'm concerned, the whole lot's finished. Can't understand anybody wanting to join them, rejoin them. Is that sorted? Have you heard of Danny Williams? No. Scott has tweeted, Danny Williams was good. Second only to Hank Sinatra and Tommy Bennett. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, Dennis, don't panic. Don't panic. I don't panic. Well, don't panic anymore. They've cancelled Brexit. It's all done. Yeah, perhaps it is. People are sending me um, remixes of that. Would you like to listen to some remixes of that, Dennis? Yes, why not? Okay, here we go. This is from C. Jester, who has done a couple of memes for the show this evening. Both of them have been spelt wrong, but but fair play. Let's have a listen to um, this. This is the trance remix. They've cancelled Brexit. Okay. I don't imagine that's your thing, Dennis. Whoa. Was that your thing, Dennis? No, nothing. I was having a flashback there. This is from Dan. Let's have a listen to this. Hang on, let's see what Dan's done. Let's keep these coming, guys, by the way. These are great. Um, here we go. Oh. That was people, a seamless mashup. Aren't it? people weird? Yes. That was great. Who, Play it again. No, I'm not playing it again, blimey. Who wrote the words to the birdie song? Because there are words, aren't yeah. there? Just a little bit of this. And a little bit of that. And shake, shake your, your arse. Bum in it. Arse. No. Arse. And we, I remember it being played at a school disco when I must have been nine or ten. No older than eleven, but I think I was ten. And we all sang those lyrics out loud, and the teachers watched and laughed. A little bit like mini-pops, but less sexual. <laughs> I wanted to be in the mini-pops. Thank yeah. goodness that never happened. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, I wonder, Very inappropriate. I wonder how damaged the girl that played Madonna was. <laughs> um, Dennis, thank you, mate. Good night. Good night. night. Did you ever see the Sheena Easton one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. my word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought that was the best. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. People saying, "I hope no one takes advantage of Nigel." Um, I, 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 I've, uh, I suspect they will. I suspect they might have done, and I suspect they will. 
Um, and there's not really anything we can do about it because, Nigel, I don't quite know um, what makes Nigel different from other men. But there is definitely something and his bullshine detector is not activated. And uh, uh, he is very trusting. And uh, here's the He thing. has a blind spot when it comes to certain types of people. People like Nigel, I worry... He lives with his mum, right? And what is he, 60? I... People like Nigel, I worry about what will happen when their primary carer dies. Mm. And I know he's not listening, so I know, but I would, I would say this to him, actually. But I, I, I worry what will happen to um, vulnerable people... When their their carer dies, the, the person that looks after them dies, and his mum's old, you know. And so, I, mean, I don't I don't lie awake at night worrying about well, I'm it. I'm sure he but... could move in with you. <laughs> oh yeah, honey. Hello. Hello, honey. What you got for us? Um. Well, I I'm kind of sad because I missed the first like half an hour of the show, and it sounded like it was really good. We'll put it out as a podcast, I believe. We're talking to um, um, James from the Samaritans, who was was excellent, and um, it was all very good. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll put that out as a podcast. I've uploaded it to my YouTube channel. Thank you to Matthew Stevenson, <laughs> who sent me a little video of it, so it's up, up there already. But yes, it will go out. Never mind, honey. <laughs> oh well, I have a question. Yes. What is the best film ever made? I know the answer to this, but let's get Catherine's incorrect answer. Um, well, my favourite film... No, that's not the question. <laughs> the best film ever made. Yeah, and, it's, and that is the question that's got to be answered. The best film ever made would have to be... Oh, easy. Hmm. National Lampoon's European Vacation. Yes. It is good. Well, no, no, no. It is good. It's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> Buckingham, Buckingham Palace, kids, Houses of Parliament. New looks. Um, is that the one where she makes a porno? Yes, it's a great where she's film. La Donna Nella Ducha. I think she is one of the most attractive women in cinema She's history. a Darbo, isn't she? Yeah? Uh, not Olivia Darbo, the other one. No, she's not a Darbo. She is. Mike Darbo from um, Manfred Mann. Is she Mike Darbo from Manfred yeah, Mann? Yeah, she is. <laughs> uh, honey, what do you think is the best film ever made? Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Now, that is a great film. You don't like Pee-wee, do you, Kat? I find Pee-wee a little bit, um... Paul Rubens. Creepy. Yeah. I, I consider Pee-wee Herman to be the American Frank Sidebottom. Mm. I see a lot of similarities. Oh, yeah. The first film's great. The second film, I think, is it Pee-wee's oh. Big Top? That's not so goes, good. Ha, ha. The second film scares me, because, like, there's a scene where he, like, kisses this girl, and it goes on for, like, a minute, and it just is wrong. Yeah, it the, feels weird, doesn't it? He, he recently did a film on Netflix. Now, the Netflix films are generally pony, but the Pee Wee Herman film on Netflix is absolutely brilliant. I loved it. It, it is. It, it, <laughs> it, I think he's just... So good. We tried to get him on the show, and we 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 never heard um, anything back. Unfortunately, um, have you seen Pee Wee's Playhouse? I've seen I've seen some of it. Yes, this is like the sort of in inverted commas kids TV show that he did. It's so good. It's like art. He is. I think. Uh, yeah. I think. <laughs> I think he's a performance uh, a performance artist, and I think he's he's a genius. But you're um, you're wrong. That's not the best film ever made. Yeah. Go on. The best film. Has it got a man in a box in it? Well, no, it hasn't, actually, but it's got men trapped. The best film ever made is 
Dog Day Afternoon, starring Al Pacino. <laughs> why is it? The, why is it? Have you seen it, honey? Yeah, but not in ages. Yeah, well, you need to watch it again. I've it's never be- seen it. You should. It's the best film I've made. Why? Wait, is that the one where he like is robbing the bank and then he gets stuck or something? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking the right. It's one. a true story. Right. Beautiful. Oh. Right. It's about two guys. They're robbing a bank. It goes wrong, of course. And what should just be a straight in, give us the money, they get out, turns into a siege situation. Is it a caper or is it serious? Oh, it's very serious. 1973, directed by Sidney Lumet. It is um, way ahead of its time in some of the issues, right? They bring down, the police bring down his wife, Al Pacino's wife, to talk to him, right? And he goes, what have you brought her for? That's not what, I'm not doing it for her. They said, you, you said you're doing it to get money for your wife. No, not her. Turns out he's gay. He considers this gentleman to be his wife. This gentleman is transgender. The money is to pay for his uh, gender uh, transition. Reassignment, reassignment. Yeah. reassignment. <laughs> 1973, way ahead of its time in the well. issues it's dealing with. It's t- it's taught, it's, it's fraught, it is um, other, it's brought, it is a master, <laughs> it is a masterpiece in acting, and suspense, and it's all really long. Is it though, because Al Pacino yes. is one of these that no. tends to play himself. No, 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 no. Oh no! What do you mean he plays himself? Wah! Say hello to my little friends. Well, he's, that... he's not Cuban. Well, no, he's not. <laughs> he's not Cuban. He might use the Cuban heel. Mm. But he's actually, not... yes. have you guys have have any of you two seen um, the Charlie Chaplin films that he liked? Yeah, Charlie Chaplin is not funny. Next. <gasps> I think we could, if we went out and interviewed 100 people, 99 of them would say Charlie Chaplin is not funny. The other person would be an idiot. Well, I'm the other person. Thanks very much for calling, honey. If you want good um, silent comedy, um, Laurel and Hardy. Laurel and Hardy and Harold Lloyd. I like, my dad used to be into, well, is into um, Laurel and Hardy. In fact, he's a member of the Sons of the Desert. He's got affairs and everything. And um, Jeannie Weenie, we like that one. Bo Chumps. Seen that one? I like the one where they're um, they're their babies. <laughs> you seen that one? <laughs> Probably. Where they're I it, got forced it, to watch them all. It's they're they're their babies, right? And the wives go out and they have to babysit yes. their babies, <laughs> and the babies are just as stupid as they are, and it's like ma- a massive set, massive bed, a massive chair, and they're idiots. Have you ever seen Bo Chumps though? Which one's Bo they, Chumps? They did. They join the Foreign Legion to forget a woman. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. while they're there yeah. that they realise that every single man in it is forgetting the same woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've all got the same picture. It says, "With love, Jeannie Weenie." <laughs> <laughs> there's um, there's what's the one? There's I mean, their the, the films get really dark. There's the brilliant one. There's the one where they try and kill themselves. They try and commit suicide. Right? Do they try and commit suicide? Or they get... What's the one... No, they. I don't think they are trying to commit suicide. They've got... Co- that's it. They get caught up with the mafia. And they've got concrete on their feet. And they're going to be drowned. <laughs> but there's this weird thing where they get they get dropped in the water with yeah. this concrete on their feet. And then they get pulled up again. And it's just... It's just brilliant. So you explaining them to me. I, I just get little flashbacks of being a kid. It was always on. Yeah. Always on. But I don't know what any of them are called. I wish I still had that box set of... Um, Laurel and Hardy DVDs and I didn't. 
My dad took us to the uh, Laurel and Hardy Museum once in Ulverston, and it's basically a house full of like, all their stuff. Wow. It's like someone's collection, clearly, the wife said, if you either put this on show or I'm chucking it out. There was that, that was the weekend of, we went to see the Laurel and Hardy Museum, yeah. and then we went to the Pencil Museum. Oh, in Birmingham? No, that was in uh, the same oh, area. No, the, Pen Museum. the Pen Museum is in Birmingham. Yes. Catherine says, Ian, if Dennis dies before tomorrow night, his last call will be about the birdie song. You forgot, yeah, oh, yeah, we were oh, going yeah. we to try and do something big and important at the end of every phone call. It's, we're getting close to his last phone call. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. G, come to you after this. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Brats. Brats is the one. Yes. Where they're their own kids, brats. It is very, very And he's good. still got a moustache, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that um, Stan Laurel had red hair? No. Yeah. No. Fact. No. True. Did you know that he once um, dug a grave in his back garden and told his wife to jump into it? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, know. yeah. He was a very tortured man. Mm. Um, da- very damaged. Um, complete. What's this? Lauren and Hardy, complete collection, silence talkies, 18 DV. What the hell is this? Get off of Amazon. Um, G. This is going to be the um, shortest call ever. Uh oh. Well, already it's not. Best film ever made. <laughs> yes, go on. Surely it's Kling. Cling? Yeah. What's Cling? Cling film. Oh, my. He's gone. Oh, he... He's gone. How dare you? He How dare you? He's gone. Uh... I mean... I'm appalled by that. Let's get off Amazon. I can't. I can't. Um, I can't. I, I, I want to buy that box set again. <sighs> when I bought it, it was a hundred quid, and here it's only thirty-five pounds forty. I can't afford it. But Christmas is coming, Catherine. Okay. Um, get off Amazon then. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll be on the naughty list. Let me see if it, I, you can get it. Um, Stop it on eBay. Let me just see if you can get it on eBay. This is not healthy. No. Laurel Hardy box. Anyway, what are you shopping for it for if it's on your Christmas list? Oh, yes. Hang on a minute. I can get it for £9.50. And then packaging for it is? Um, £55. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can get it for £9.50 plus £4.95. Shall I put a bid in? Do what you think is right. Um, or it's much cheaper on Amazon. I'll get it on Amazon. Don't worry. I'll sort it out. Don't. Why? You're going to... Okay. No, don't get it for me for Christmas. I'm teasing. I never watch it. Uh, it's silly. Um, oh three four four four. This is the thing. This is how. This is how my brain works. Is I'll think about. I'll think of something mm-hmm. like Laurel and Hardy. I think. Oh, I'm. I, I must get everything they've ever done. Yeah, I do that. I can't just go out and go. Oh, I'm going to buy a couple of DVDs and watch them. It's like I must get everything. Like the Harry Nilsson box set yeah. when we were in the car the other day. I fished out the Harry Nilsson. Like I've got this here. Look, I bought for twenty five quid, thirty quid. Yeah, but why wouldn't you? Because you know you can buy two CDs for the same price. As I that. bought. I bought the Paul Simon. Um, box set, Paul Simon's complete 1965 to 2011 studio and live recordings of 15 CDs. I am in danger of being a compulsive shopper, but I'm trying to do a new thing. 
which I heard from a guy. Do you remember when we used to talk to that very charming old American bloke at the other place who was a penny pincher? Oh, I do remember him. And yes, he yes, had yes, this, yes. and he was great. He had some great stories. Remember, he was uh, at university at the time of the Kennedy assassination, all that stuff. Yep. In the Peace Corps and stuff. Anyway, he said. You know, John Peel witnessed the Kennedy assassination. He? he was there, yeah. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? Yeah. Anyway, he said. I think he was. Because I, I tend to be think right of things that I want, and then I'll start searching for them. And there's like this hunting instinct, and then when I yeah. find it, I feel like a real rush and then yeah. buy it. What you need to do is. Put it on the back burner, and if you still want it three days later, then you buy it. Because I will never want it three but days I later. But I won't want it three days exactly. later. Exactly. Yeah, so exactly. I might as well get it now. No. Well, otherwise, you I mean you don't really want it? Well, otherwise, I won't get it. Mm. So, I should probably get it now no. while I want it. <laughs> if you still want it in three days, then get it. I won't want it in three days. Well, then there you go. Well, but, Save yourself 30-odd quid. You're welcome. If I've, if you I spend it on me? How about that? That's... I've seen some things that I want. If I get it now, then I'll I'll have it and I won't watch it. Yeah. But I'll have it. Yeah. I don't want any more things. Here's the thing. What's that book? There's a book, isn't there, about how to get rid of everything you own. The Ironically, you have to buy the book. The Ancient Art of Tidying, tidying up. up. Is that what it's called? Something like it's, that. You know the book I mean? Is it? Yeah, and it shows you how to have cle- like tidy drawers and stuff. Does it not just... Many years ago, many years ago, I was 24 years old and I was, I was tipped to become the next big thing. And I was having a dinner with a lot of other people tipped to be the next big thing. Mm-hmm. And some of them were big things. Uh, it was paid for by Channel 4. And I was sat next to Kevin Ligo, who was then the head of Channel 4. And on, uh, on the other side, I had um, Sasha Baron Cohen. Who's o- he? Exactly. Opposite me, I had um, John Ronson. Um, who else was there? few other people were there and i remember kevin ligo saying he'd got divorced and um he had got rid of everything he owned right and his his house he said was empty and i said what do you mean he said i've got rid of everything the books the cds not because of the divorce he just said i just decided to get rid of Didn't everything and i remember saying to him i said no 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 things are good things are good to have he said no one day you'll get that we've got too many things and you don't need things. It's easy to say that when you're multi-millionaire, as he is, as he was. Um, And I get it now. I get it now. I've got too many things. And I'd love to just be able to just get rid of all of them. Just get rid of all of them. Keep my clothes. See, already I'm keeping stuff. Keep the clothes because you need them. And then I was about to say I'll keep some of my books. Well, I don't need to because you can get books from a library. You know, you don't need to own these things. I've got all these CDs and all these records, and I had a big clear out of CDs, and I got rid of about 400, and I'm back up to having about 600 of them again. And all of these records, and I keep thinking, well, I could get rid of all of them, but I'd like really like to keep my monkey stuff, and I've got that guitar, and I'd like to... But wouldn't it be great just to be able to let go of all of that? And I'm not, I'm not able to let go no, of all No, I don't think many people would be. At the moment, but... I've got a bookshelf full of books that I will never read again. But I keep them because they're like a little marker of your life aren't they but it's silly yeah. because actually oh i read books again and, and quite often i go to find a book that i read 15 years ago and of course i can't find it because i, I chucked it out thinking i'll never read it again most of them you'll never touch again oh no i will so now i think if i read a good book i'll pass it on this is the joy of um having a terrible memory 
so I'm constantly reading old books again. Like all my, I've got all the Kurt Vonnegut's. I love Kurt Vonnegut, and every couple of years I'll kind of just go through them again and and rediscover how much I love Kurt Vonnegut. And I'll read Mother Night again. Oh, Mother Night! Maybe I should replay a piano. And I'll read that. Oh, I'm going to get Sirens of Titan. I'll get all of these books and go through it. Um, but it would be wonderful to have nothing. Just just my clothes. Just that's it. Mm. Wouldn't that be wonderful? I can't imagine what that would be like. It would be... I think the clutter that we have in our lives is representative yeah, and is equal head. to the clutter in our heads. Absolutely. Completely. Mm-hmm. Um, and just getting rid of all of that would be lovely. But I can't, so I might as well buy more crap. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. Late night, Ian Lee. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Did you see what I saw? Certainly. You know who they are? They are our twin brothers, Stan and Ollie. What are they doing? I don't know. Come on, let's get them up. Get a hold of them. Mate, gee, it's great to see you. <laughs> Hello, Stan. Hello, Al. What are you doing here? Mother wrote us and told us that you two were dead. Well, we just arrived this morning on the periwinkle. That explains everything. They've been mistaken for us, and we've been mistaken for them. Why, say... <laughs> Let's go home and explain it to the wife. You're sure looking good, Stanley. But how you have altered. You've altered too, but you haven't changed a bit. <laughs> Has he, Ollie? He's just a... Come on, baby. That laurel is the dumbest thing I ever saw. The other one is, too. You're absolutely right, Bert. Neither one of them can see any further than the end of their nose. Love it. Love it. I love it. Um, And I love the fact that um, they always play the same characters in their films and they're always wearing the same costume. I think maybe in some of the earlier ones they're not, but for most of their films they're they're in those suits with the bowler hats. I think even in the cowboy one they are, aren't they? In the cowboy one, way out west, yes, yes, yeah. that's a later one. Um, uh, yeah, but I think there's one where they're. Dre- I remember one where they're dressed up in lederhosen, but they might still have the bowler hat. I'm not totally sure. I'm not totally sure. O three four four. Four nine nine one thousand is the phone number, but I suspect that you've um, you've all decided you uh, you don't want to call, and that's fine. There's um, it's cold; they're all under the duvet. It's cold, isn't it? Now it's winter now. Um, chocolate doesn't taste like chocolate anymore, does it? I've really been having a lot of trouble with Nestle. Mm. Um, in that I've been buying their Nestle products. Tastes a bit European, doesn't it? It does. Doesn't ta- and I know that because I thought Kraft had taken over Nestle, but they hadn't. Kraft have taken over. Is it Cadbury's they've mm-hmm. taken over? Yeah. And they have changed 
some of the formulas, yeah. They've changed the the milk and the fats, I think, that they use. So it has a different taste. But I had some, I had some Yorkie bar buttons the other day. Were coming, and they were horrible. They just don't taste quite as rich, do they? They don't it's taste like of chocolate. No. It's more sweet, but it's not... Yeah. Which is a good thing, you know, because if I want to lose weight, well, then great, they've made chocolate they that I don't like the you. taste of. But um, it's, it's all changed its taste, and it seems... Um, my dad used to love um what do they call chocolate buttons but like white chocolate buttons oh, with yeah. with the the hundreds and thousands on jazzies was that what they're called yeah i don't think horrible were, i don't think they were called that down south they were called jazzies but my no they weren't yeah they were but my dad liked the really cheap ones from yeah. the market yeah it's slightly dusty yeah yeah <laughs> i used to love them my granddad used to buy me big it was always a massive jar of you know he would never just yep. buy me a bag of it it was always a the sort of uh, catering pack from the market and they're always a bit dusty do you remember cinder toffee no mate. it was like it was like the uh non we do in old sweets a bit yeah okay but it was like the non um factory made version of crunchies oh i do remember that you get a big bag of it yeah it's it uh, all bits that was called honeycomb cinder toffee honeycomb but it was covered in chocolate um dusty chocolate yeah or you could get it without the. we used to get it without the chocolate honeycomb well, then it would be honeycomb, you're right, yeah. A randy couple gave city workers an eyeful. Good grief. With a 20-minute, what was it, 20-minute? Session. Romp. Oh, they weren't romping, though, because she was pressed against the window. Against the hotel window. <clears throat> what do you mean they weren't romping? You well, romping, still... to me, re- requires a little bit of movement and up and down. <laughs> oh, he was, Yeah, but he was going up and down. <laughs> she was doing her best to to hold the squeegee. They were spotted. I wonder if she was doing that thing with her nose, you know, when you sort of do the pig <laughs> nose. Or do, do that thing I can never do where you blow. <gasps> <laughs> the frog mouth. I bet she probably did at some point. <laughs> they were spotted having... I pity the fool's got to clean that window. Yeah, oh, I mean, that's going to really... Um... Bad enough with uh, fingerprints, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, the natural conclusion of that is fanny prints. That's what it... That's the natural conclusion. And boobs. They were spotted having sex pressed up to the glass in full view of the offices of thousands of insurance staff and brokers. Maybe she likes stationery. The room at hotel chain Motel One was opposite St. Clair House in Allgate, East London. I know it well. One worker said... People found it very funny to see people having sex in the middle of the working day while sitting at your desk. Huh? <laughs> Listen to this sentence. No, no one ever said this sentence. This is the sentence. Mm. People. One sentence. People found it very funny to see people having sex in the middle of the working day while sitting at your desk is hilarious. Oh, no, that's, they just need some punctuation. It's fair to say it was a bit of a distraction for those whose offices face the hotel, and it made for some interesting meetings. They were clearly enjoying themselves, but must have known they were being watched. They had the curtain pulled aside. <laughs> it was the middle of the day, and they were facing an office block. They must have done it on purpose. You don't say. Well, they were doing it on purpose. You oh, you mean say? It was a nasty no one, no one could believe how brazen they were. Although this does happen quite often here. Oh. About once a month. People in this building seem to catch someone at it. 
through a hotel window. If they put their binoculars in the right position, yes. The hotel has become rather famous for it among people who work here. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This is nice. I like this souvenir. The romp was filmed. By someone who was disgusted. And the video, obtained by the sun, shows the naked... And I do hope the sun... Um, Oh, the, vid- is, the video is online. Now Now that we're owned by the sun, do we get free access to... What, we must have, like, an office login to their, um, to their website. Mustn't we? I think it's free anyway now, isn't it? Oh, here we go. Yeah, they took the paywall down some time ago. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. Where do we find this video, then? Type in filth. Prince and the porn star put down the scraper... Could oh. be it, but it's not. Um, Put in romp. <laughs> Hotel um, one. I, 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 search romp. Let's have a little look. Let's see what we got here. Let's see what we can find. I mean, that's like throwing a net into a very full sea. Um, well, that's an interesting headline. Sex tragedy. Woman bleeds to death after romp with street cleaner who drank herbal potion to increase size of his manhood. Good grief. Wowzers. Um, things that go hump in the night. Um, where is this goddamn sex video? I want a sex video, son. But Hotel One. That's what I'll be saying to my kids when um, <laughs> I'm in a care home. I want a sex video, son. Here we go. Room with a view. Here we go. Randy couple filmed having sex in hotel window in broad daylight. Let me just check that. Sorry? Just to see. Hang on a minute. There we go. Press play. Oh, they've pixelated her entire body. What use is that to anyone? Come to that in a minute. The footage, believed to have been filmed on Monday, was sent from one city worker to another via WhatsApp and is now thought to have been seen by thousands. It's unclear whether the couple were caught out or whether they did it as a stunt. Or... It was Halloween on Monday, remember? They might have been ghosts. Could be having a spooky bunk up. Trick or treat. Uh, Motel One Above, which opened in December 2014, is called a budget designer hotel. It has 291 rooms, starting at £98 a night. It says... Uh, there we go. It's, uh, geek, um, happy guests and happy staff are at the heart of what we do. <laughs> smeared windows. <laughs> oh, blimey. Oh, blimey. <laughs> I mean, that is... <laughs> oh blimey Truth <laughs> She's not shy is she God no Fair play um, They filmed it um, They've not done it in portrait <coughs> the other way, Which is great news Gosh she's going to break that window <laughs> <laughs> That's wow. in, I mean, that is remarkable. What on earth are they thinking? Well, I'll, I'll tell you if you want. <laughs> that is absolutely remarkable. Some people. Some well, people. Well, sometimes when a mummy and daddy love each other very much, <laughs> <laughs> they mess up the windows. Man alive. That is, um, that's actually, I felt quite sad about that. That's Because everyone's laughing at them. Well, it is quite funny. Well, it is. Imagine... Um, it does look funny, really, doesn't it? When when people have sex, it's funny. It's, it's really a... serious to them, but to everyone else it's Yeah, funny. yeah, it's a, it's a strange... 
um thing to be doing, isn't it? Isn't it silly? I'm going to put this here and I'm going to wobble about a bit. <laughs> yeah. And then you can sit on top and wobble about a bit. Yeah. Oh, God. It's all skin, isn't it? It's all skin. It's all skin. Uh, on that bombshell, <laughs> we're done. I'm going to go and clean my windows. Yeah. <laughs> we're done. We're done. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Edward. <laughs> Uh, don't forget the podcast is up on um, iTunes and Acast and Pocket Cast and all those different kinds of places. Uh, tomorrow, last day of the week. Who'd have thunk it? Two mics up next. Bye-bye. Talk Radio. Digital debate for the UK. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.